throatiest shit you've ever heard? That tweet has 131 retweets and like 50,000 views, and no one has said anything. I just... <laughs> Nobody ever wants to have sex again! It's like he's, it's like sticking your hand into a really dense, thick bowl of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's like real. It's I want to make a bet right now that Taylor gave me that five biddies because she really wanted that badge. (laughs) (laughs) She's very competitive. Bits leader number one. That's like Star Wars. Yeah. This is Bits leader. I don't have a badge. No, you don't. I don't have any badge. I have like a bunch. I didn't even make John a moderator. Okay. Oh, am I not subscribed anymore? Do I have to resubscribe? Oh, you might. Oh, well, well. Uh, way, way, way to show your support, Rhett. Nice. It's always nice you support your friends. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So if we're sounding right, so good, maple... if we're sounding good, there's really no reason for us to bullshit anymore. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to episode seventy-six of the Soxcast. Sponsored by Ginger Ale. All the Ginger Ale. We want it. We want to be sponsored by Ginger Ale. Please sub. We need money. No, <laughs> Don't. You can't say that on Twitch, Rhett. You can't, <sighs> you can't equate things to money. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... This is the podcast where we do the thing and talk about things that we did. That's usually how these things go, right? Wait, what did I do? Yep. We'll find out very soon, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> to my immediate virtual ride, he has never been constipated in his entire life. <laughs> it's Rhett! You Hi. Say, you say that, like, when I said that, you laughed. Why did you laugh? Like, it, is it, It's because very you're, true. Because you're constipated on a daily basis? No, that's because John. you laughed it off. No, you laughed it off. <laughs> like it Red, was. I don't, get, Red, I don't I la- get constipated. I have sort of the opposite, exactly, like exactly opposite of the, the correct there. The Red's got shotgun butt, or, or no, John's no, got shotgun that's John's butt. John's butt. I'm very, thank you. I'm very regular. <laughs> but yeah, like when when I said that you never got constipated, you laughed. Just kind of like, I <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> if only. How's it going, Rhett? Good. Ready for a goddamn podcast? Yeah, this is the anime episode. None of us played any video games, oh, it turns shit. out. Oh, shit, there go all the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> like Sayara, we're back from Japan. Boom. <laughs> if, only, if only Sayara hadn't been back for two weeks already. 
<laughs> to my immediate virtual left, winner of the world's most infectious and endearing laugh of 2017 award, it's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. Hi, how are y'all doing? It's finally in, you won. Yeah, yay, I'm glad. Good job. I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on that high. I'm trying to build a brand here. Yeah, yeah, that that high. Like, I think if you go back and listen to the episodes previous, I'm gonna say you've done better. Okay. Like, that's not a good start for this cycle. That's like, yeah, ba- that's like baseball. I think this pretty much just already down the toilet. It's like baseball. If you win, like, if you lose your first like nine games, like, why bother? Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's not mm. true. They play 162 games. In, uh, <gasps> in, now in, Red has a, another badge, and now Red's got another badge, Ugh. and he has, there we go. He has resubscribed for <laughs> nine months in a row. Red, congratulations! You just had a baby. Woo! You're my baby. Now, ooh, listen <laughs> to this smooth talker over here. I'm your daddy. Whoa. I don't know. I don't get into that daddy <laughs> stuff. Me, me neither, actually. Yeah, I find, I find that a little weird, if I'm being honest. Extre- extremely weird and extremely common, it seems. Yeah, yeah. But, but we're not we're not judging anybody. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> Except when I am, when we're not broadcasting on a platform. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rhett. Yes. Hey. Hi. What have uh, you been up to? Like, like, what have you been up to? You know, oh. you've done eight hundred of these. You know how this goes. I like to make you say it. I say your name, and <laughs> say then the my name. Yeah, you know what? Before we do that, though, <laughs> before we talk about whatever dumb thing that you're going to talk about is, we have something very big that we kind of I think we should take a, a moment to plug. Oh yes, and it is our dear friend yep. Shayori's. Hot new Patreon that you need to go to right now. It's right there on the screen if you're watching the video archive or you're watching with us live right now. is patreon.com slash a victim of stars games. Developing a hot new game there. And we want to get as much support behind this thing as possible because we like making friends' dreams come true. And, like, visual novels are cool. Especially ones that involve (laughs) girl yeah know what I mean like as far as I'm concerned like helping people make cool gay gay VNs is like extremely high tier very good thing so makes yeah. me happy yeah it's your raison d'etre yeah yep nice. speaking of, also that the super the gay shmup that I plugged last week got successfully funded that, yeah that's so that's, that's its name too super the gay shmup uh, mm-hmm. Which is a it's a great and catchy title for any game ever, really. Imperishable memories. Like that. Like I think game. I think it should be imperishable memories colon super the gay shmup now. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. <laughs> I would love to see that happen, but okay. But yes, uh, please uh, consider hopping over there and, and at least you know, giving some word of mouth. Um, I, I think that like if you look at the art that they're going to be rolling with the art style. It looks impeccable. (laughs) So definitely like get over there and check that out. And if that's, if that's your bag, you know, throw a few bucks behind it because making others dreams come true. is is pretty fun and, and, and a reward in and of itself. I think. Hi, Raniac and Pancho. 
Oh shit! Brainiac's here. He's not gonna get the dreaded butt pimple. Yep. Life is good. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you weren't here live, if and you woke up with a butt pimple, I'm sorry. Um, mm. them's the breaks. I don't make the rule. Well, I kind of do, but that's really beside the point. But if you weren't here, <clears throat> butt pimple ahoy! Sorry. Ah, oh, jeez. I hate those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the worst. I say as a person who has a perfectly unblemished ass. <laughs> of, course. of course. I mean, mine as well. <laughs> I don't know how you would have a perfectly unblemished ass with, like, the shotgun poops you take. <laughs> well, that's the that's sort of the asshole of sorts. Is that, oh, my that God. Is, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a sort of a different deal. It's a di- separate part of the equation. It's like my hair can be like gorgeous, but my brain is fucked. Up, is is bad. Like that's a it's a different. It's a similar deal. It's like like gray gooey stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I heard if you eat brains, it gives it gives you like a bad disease or something. I need to research that. Not just you know to know. Why would you? You just know what? Know. We, I, we probably just, don't want to know at this point. Just like so that if I'm watching Hannibal or some shit, I can know like, oh, that's not actually a good idea. Don't eat that brain, Hannibal. Don't Lecter. eat that brain. Oh no, Hannibal Lecter, you silly goose! You ate the brain. Uh, when will that kid ever learn? Uh, <laughs> that adorable movie, adorable little scamp. <laughs> Rhett! Hi. Tell us some things you've been up to. I don't know. Are we doing the doing the formula of like a couple small? You got things a couple of things. Do- I have a whole bunch of small things this week. All right. Because video games just not grabbing me right now. Fuck poly- video games. Throw poly- them in the trash. Uh, we'll get to that. I'm all poly- about no- that. I support this. Mm. <laughs> So I've been watching a lot of anime and a lot of movies. Oh no! Uh, just to quickly wrap up some things, I finished Yuru Camp, the cute camping girl anime show. Why is there it's... a Blanky Monster, and why is it the best thing ever? <laughs> it's very what cute. is the context behind Blanky Monster? That they're fucking cold because they're camping at like Christmas time. It's you know in the middle of the winter and they're outside. Why the fuck would you camp at Christmas time? Because the camps are empty then. My parents do that. Man, camping like, is stupid. That. That's the weird thing it. about this show is that they're like, man, it's so cold. All this shit is so expensive. And, like, it doesn't immediately, like, glorify camping, even <laughs> though it's kind of the whole point of the show. But then there's always, like, the money shot of, like, them getting up at 5 a.m. and watching the sunrise over Mount Fuji. And they're like, oh, it was all worth it. Rhett, don't, don't use the words money shot in an anime about <laughs> little underage girls, please. <laughs> Please don't do that ever it's again. A cinematography term. <laughs> is it a certain it, kind of cinematography, perhaps? You watch, do you watch every frame of every frame of painting, and then he's like, "And here's the money shot in <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo." <laughs> <laughs> Hitch Hitchcock money shot. <laughs> Boom. This is Hitchcock's money shot. Boom. <laughs> so that shows how is. Better than it has any right to be, basically, because it's you know it's a very standard like, hey, here's five girls doing a thing, and then we're basing the entire show on that. I just uh, think okay. Blanky Monster is the best. The thing being camping. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm continuing to watch The Ancient Magus's Bride. 
Mm-hmm. And it's magical and perfect. And it's magical and perfect. Yay. <laughs> and if it is, it's really slow sometimes. Like, I've heard that's people's main complaint is that it's a very, very faithful, like, panel-by-panel adaptation of the manga. Mm. Gotcha. Amazing. But, like, also, that show is so goddamn shoujo and, like, continues to get even more shoujo as it goes. Mm. Where, I like, mean, that seems to be, like, the main appeal was, like, was the... Oh, was the heart, heart being sent to flutter? Basically, like, this show is about feelings and emotions and, like, these two characters kind of growing together and learning about each other and also not always fully trusting each other. Like, it's a lot of introspective stuff. Uh, to, to be honest, if somebody bought me at an auction, I wouldn't trust them either. Just saying. Yeah. They're kind of, like, partway through, they're revealing, like, the characters, what they were actually thinking at the time is like, this is messed up. Like, Things aren't as immediately on the surface as they were shown. But, like, it kind of builds subtly to a mid-season climax that is sublime. Yay! Oh, I'm so glad. I watched up to, like, episode 7 or so, but then ran out of episodes. So, I mean, like, is it it over now? Yeah, it should be. Alright, I'm gonna finish that show. It's really good. And then, just to rub it in your face, there's a second opening, which I disagree with. (laughs) Oh, the first opening was so good too. The first one's so good, and the second one is so not good. Uh, it always happens. No. That's every every time. Durarara over again. Yeah, it's a bunch of shows. because that has like five openings now or something stupid with all the yeah. seasons. And like Durarara's yeah, like, original opening is bad. It tried to copy the whole thing that Bakano did, and it's just oh. mediocre. But then like. Every season of the second season, like, there's three second seasons, basically. Good lord. They, they each keep doing that same thing of, like, showing all the characters, like, having the camera fly around. And it's just like, man, you're doing the same gimmick, like, four or five times now. And it's just... Remember when Soul getting... Eater did it and it looked real fucking cool? Oh, yeah, and then Soul Eater had a second opening, too. Oh, god, right. Even though that's the one show I do also like the second opening. But anyways... Sorry, 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 sorry. The Dorara opening one is mediocre? Yeah, it's, it's mediocre. <laughs> the best fucking anime opening, it's so good! Sorry. Somebody has is, somebody is not seen Bacchanos and seen how it is much better put together. Yeah. Alright, well, Bacchanos is real good, but, like, they, that's I, it was cool because I wa- listened to Queens of the Stone Age, and then they did that, they did the drums at the beginning of the Songs for the Deaf album, and I was like, it's the Dorara drums! And it made me happy. <laughs> that's a pretty common... A uh, little drum beat there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Polly. I like. I'm. <laughs> I invented God. drums. She, she's a drum. She invented drums. I invented uh, drums. I was gonna she say you're a drummer. Drums. I want to. I want to. It made me want to. Yeah. Polly named a song and, like Oscar Coil and rip off the Durarara drums. I mean, she named them the, the Durarara drums like mm-hmm. 15 years before the show. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. all ripped off. Like it's this any, is. It's any drum. This thing is goes, all. <laughs> This is all on Wikipedia, okay? <laughs> That's Durarara drums. <laughs> yeah. So Here, I'll just Google Durarara drums, Polly. <laughs> and that should do it. She invented them, of course she knows. <laughs> Holy shit, that's what it says. Actually, they came up with a drum cover of Nirvana's Polly. <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> oh, you can't write this shit! <laughs> Woo. All right. And finishing up Anime Corner, 
I watched. I skipped ahead a bit and watched like the last four episodes of Dragon Ball Super. Did, it, did that show end? Yeah, so it end? yeah, that's why I was like, okay, oh, let's see. Shit. I just skipped straight to the last fight. I'm like, okay, Goku versus Jiren, let's go. And yeah, that show gets fucking ridiculous. Goku oh, versus Jiren. What? Goku versus Jiren. Jiren. With a J. Jiren. I thought you said Jiren. Okay, whatever. The mo- <laughs> most important part is that it practically just becomes like Gurren Lagan without the robots, where it's just these guys in outer space just fucking just escalation to insane levels and then further and further and further. They're like, oh, Saiyans just have no limits at this point. Like, it just gets so stupid. I see what you're Excellent. saying. Draw like, finale is very good. So Yeah, but this is in space. Sense. And they're flying around and shooting lasers. And then, like, the second to last episode, you think it's over, and then they do, like, a really mm-hmm. good cliffhanger. They're like, nope, not over. Like, episode 130 is, like, actually genuinely good. Like, great use of, like, insert songs to, like, for a couple minutes of just pure action. Like, with as janky as the animation in that show was at the very start, mm-hmm. you can tell they put a lot of money into these last few episodes to cool. actually make it look good. So I'm very content with skipping the first 128 or whatever episodes and just watching the ending. There, there is nothing worth watching yeah. 100 plus any episodes. Anything. 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 Uh, Rama one half? No. 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 No, no definitely not. Inuyasha. No. <laughs> Uh, I remember when Inuyasha deb- debuted on Toonami, and I didn't know what it was, so I just started watching it. And then the jewel explodes, and you're like, oh, oh no. Is this your, like, drag it out for 100 episodes plot twist? And then it was. Oh. I see I see a recommendation for X-Files. I've, I've heard various <laughs> things there you, as you well. Yu Yu Hakusho is under... Yu Yu Hakusho is into 130 episodes. I think it's under that. Gintama, it's, it's is, like, one. Gintama is at, like, 300-plus <sighs> Yeah, like Tama is just like, oh, I can never jump into this now. Who's gonna watch this garbage? Yeah, I don't watch Yu Yu Hakusho though. That seems cool. Mm. Maybe just try it out. So I also House MD. <laughs> what? I just said House MD. <laughs> no, no. Okay. that was a joke. Actually, how many episodes is Breaking Bad? I think we'd make an. It's episode. only it's only five seasons. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> thirteen eps max. Yeah, nah, like that. That's. But if you divide, if you divide it by two, because you know, compared to anime, they're twice as long. I would still watch one hundred episodes yeah. of Breaking Bad. I would Bad, still. Probably. I'm saying that one is like oh. the exception. I actually have one. I actually have one answer, a correct answer. Buffy. I just googled. It's 144. It's got some noticeable slumps that yeah, I would course, not it's, it's recommend. Good. It's good though. As a whole, I think it holds together quite nicely, even if it has its big slums. Yeah. So I watched some stuff that isn't a hundred episodes long as well. Oh. All right. I watched a couple movies. Oh shit! What are those? So, I was like, Sounds let's do, dumb. Let's get something done in two hours. Oh. Uh, so I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. And just fucking crank the volume like as loud as I could get reasonably get away with. You need to come over and watch mm-hmm. that on my 62 inch with surround sound. Uh, uh, 
I think mm. I come my pants. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you, boo. I'll take care of you. That movie, like, I remember liking it in theaters and then watching it again. I'm like, yeah, this movie, like, fucking rules so hard. <laughs> Just how, I like, danced out of that theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, my, my reaction to the, the cinema was like, I wish they played it louder. So when I'm watching it at home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play it louder this time. <laughs> yes. Just like I hooked up the subwoofer on my computer and I'm like, okay, do it. <laughs> hooked up the subwoofer, sat on it and yeah. said, do me. <laughs> Pretty much. It was very close to me. I'm like, boom, 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 shaking, like bouncing around like the cars. Got that last action scene. It's like a half an hour mm. of shit blowing up. It's so good. Mm. You care so much. Yeah, and, like, because, like, it's interesting, because, like, the first action scene is the biggest, and then each one kind of gets a little smaller in scale as they develop the characters. Mm-hmm. And then the last one goes full tilt again, and it's just, like, a half an hour, but you care about the characters now, so it's it's great. <sighs> and I couldn't help but think, man, the villain, Emoten Joe, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. really kind of reminds me more of Trump than I realized in first viewing. Like the whole pasty yeah. white skin mask. I'm like, oh my god, wow. Yeah. It's pretty rough. And accurate, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, next movie I watched was something I've wanted to, or said I should watch for like five years or something. It's technically an anime, kind of, but it aired in you know, debuted in America. It's Transformers 1986. Yeah, oh, the original Transformers movie. Yes, the the only Transformers movie. Yes, yeah. I'm led to believe. I would. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Hey, Rat. Hey, yeah. Do you have the touch? Oh, okay. So that's like what's going to be the main brunt of my t- discussion about this movie. Mm. So a while ago, I was reading a forum, and somebody said they watched the movie Scarface. And they got to the point where it does a montage and it plays Push It to the Limit. Yeah. Feel, because they had never seen Scarface before, but they've seen stuff influenced by it over like the past 30 years. Yeah. That it's like parody now. Mm-hmm. That was my reaction to Transformers. <laughs> when Wait, this is up- that? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was. I had no idea. I got totally blindsided. They're building up to the big Optimus Prime versus Megatron fight, and it's just... You got... Oh, wait. That's right. Yep, that's the one. That's the one, yeah. You got, you got the... your eyes on me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got the power! I'm like, this is so cheesy. And then I realized, looked it up afterwards. That song was written for this movie. Yeah, it was written specifically for the movie. And like I think like the, the 2011 Shadow Warrior game used it as an opening. Yeah, so Shadow Warrior uses it as an opening, and then Saints Row 4 uses it as, like, the last dungeon. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, really? Oh, man, I need to play that. It's literally the comics of Saints Row 4, where you're, like, in a robot suit, pummeling into the alien mothership, and the objective just says, be awesome, and that song starts playing. (laughs) It's 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 amazing. And, that, and now that I think about that, that's very clearly a, uh, what's his bit name? Bit of a send-up, yeah. A bit of a send-up to this movie where it's a huge fucking spaceship, or, you know, transformer the size of a planet. Yeah, Unicron. Yeah, that's, I couldn't remember his name. 
Boy, when he transformed, I was not actually expecting that. I'm like, man, this is fucking nuts. And the detail of animation as yeah. that is happening is fucking incredible. That's why, like, two minutes into this movie, like, when they do the first, like, pan by him, and I'm like, this is, like, insane looking. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, toy animation. Like, of course, it's from Japan. Cool. Yep. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, that movie's pretty good, but it's also nuts. <laughs> How, like, they kill so many characters so up front. Yep. And they tried like, to replace them in the TV series, and nobody liked it. So, like, ten episodes into the next season, everybody was brought back! And nobody, weird. nobody, and, like, RC, like, the, the, the female Transformer, never heard from again, other than that movie. That sucks. <laughs> it was a little weird that there's just literally one girl. Literally least... one. But at least you didn't eat it like everybody else. It's the same with Beast Wars as well. I think Black Arachnia is the only uh, character in Beast Wars that is a female. Yeah. Goodness. It's so weird, though, like, because this is kind of most of my transport. This is the only time I've watched the anime. Like, I've only known the two games I've played. Mm. Like, they feel like they're made of paper at the start of that movie. Oh, yeah. Where, where like... Megatron just busts into this supply vessel, just guns everybody down. One of them's, like, begging for his life, and he just, like, shoots him in the head. Yeah, like, <laughs> this movie was surprisingly fucking dark for yeah. a children's mm -hmm. movie. And, and, like, in the original cut, like, there was cursing, and they cut that out in later releases, oh, really? though. I might have been watching the original because they did say shit once. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's what I heard was that they left in the one shit, and then it was like... <gasps> Yeah, it, it I was. It's weird gasping at a single swear when everybody just got fucking blown to bits. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then there's that huge war on Earth, and it's just like, man, bodies are hitting the floor here. But then that song starts playing. And it's just like, what is this? Is the most '80s movie I've ever seen, especially when it's like a combination of '80s anime and like American music of yeah. that era. Yeah, like it's such a weird juxtaposition. I fucking love that movie. Cool. cool. It's it's so insane. What do you think of it? Chat. I liked it. Like I think the whole like planet stuff towards the end, mm -hmm. like when they're like, "Oh, we're on the planet of water and like sharks and stuff." I thought it started to kind of get a little goofy, it's a little silly. Yeah, and like and the, the Weird Al song. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I saw that in the credits. I was like, "What Weird Al was in this?" I didn't even. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in there, but then the Unicron stuff it then pulls it together. Yeah. Even though, like, narratively, like, it's so weird that the Decepticons just disappear, like, a third through. Because... Yeah, other than Galvatron kind of doing his thing. Because he becomes his own entity and, like, gets his own army, and the others, like, Starscream and all them, and Soundwave, they're just like, oh, peace, bye. Yeah. They, like, never never come back. But that's a minor complaint. That Starscream gets his shit fucked so hard. <laughs> oh right, I forgot he. I forget the line, but Galvatron had a great line there where he's like, "Anybody else?" Yes, it's so good. God. It's so good. So it was kind of weird that that kind of never got followed up on at all. I think Orson Welles voiced Unicron, and I was about to say, yeah, he did. So the greatest thing about this is because it was animated in Japan. If you go on my anime list, it's there. And then if you go to voice actors, there's pages for Patrick Stewart and Orson Welles. Yep. 
I think that that was I think that was Orson Welles' last role. Yes, I think he, he died. died after that. Yeah. yeah. Whew. That's just yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. Cool. I want to go back and rewatch that now. That's a, that's a damn good rewatch. It was pretty cool seeing like the original material after playing like one of the Activision games and that Platinum game. Especially the Platinum game where like it was staying so true to those 80s designs. Yes, yes. So when like Devastator shows up, I'm like, "Oh, I know him from the game and like the Dinobots and all those stupid side category- characters." Yeah, all the, a lot of those Platinum uh, licensed games, most of them are garbage or just mediocre, like the Korra game, but that Transformers game is dope as fuck. Yeah, it's the best of them by far. Like, I played the Korra game, it was like, whatever. The Transformers game is like, oh, this one's good, and then... So people thought they'd get better, and then Ninja Turtles came out, and apparently was the worst one yet. Oh, God. I don't even think they sell it anymore. Like, they let all that shit expire, sadly. it's 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 done, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, and then I watched one more movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here comes the arguments. I watched a silent voice. Uh-huh. <sighs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't mind me. I'm just I'm just booking a plane ticket. <laughs> oh jeez. One thing in this movie made me laugh is in the movie itself, when it says the title, it goes The Shape of Voice, mm-hmm. which I just thought was funny because The Shape of Water and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, so, <laughs> I like this movie, even though okay. I have some issues with it, but my initial reaction after finishing it was, because everyone seems to compare them, I thought, eh, I like your name better. <laughs> this is where Polly your... books her ticket to come beat my ass. Your name is so bad. That <laughs> movie is junk. Why? It doesn't fucking mean anything. What is it trying to tell me? It's a romance. In two fucking hours, this movie wanted to get a point across about understanding people, understanding their situations, or that, like, or the very unique idea of what body swapping with somebody would be. The complications of that. Complications deeper than, oh man, I've got to feel up my tits now that I'm a girl. Because we needed that. Uh, but what is it, at the end of that movie... I don't know what it's trying to tell me about it because none of those characters actually do anything where they have to adapt to that person's situation or anything that's going on in their lives. They don't do anything mm. worth a damn. Whereas with... They save the day. Whereas with a silent voice, it is literally about overstepping the boundaries that can sometimes make communicating with others and understanding others difficult. It is about overstepping those with more than just this bullshit fucking Makoto Shinkai magic where he only knows how to write one story bullshit of, oh, two <laughs> lovers who can't be together because of some weird thing. You could literally get manatees to write the fucking plot synopsis of his movies. <laughs> Except the one that he, where, he try, where he thought that he was Hayao Miyazaki. And then that movie was just embarrassing. Oh, Which, Which one was that? that? 
That was the movie prior to this one, I believe. But it's animated. Gotcha. It's animated like a Studio Ghibli movie and everything. Oh, like no. it is such a downright ripoff. It's just like <laughs> holy shit. You really do have no other ideas other than two lovers who can't be together because of some weird circumstance. The Garden of Words. Garden of Words, yes. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing that thinking, oh, it's a Ghibli. Oh, wait a minute. All right, um, so I read, I, read all your, I read all your thoughts mm-hmm. and then chatted with Anna for like a half hour because mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to figure out mm-hmm. where... Because where, where, I had a very strong, like, visceral reaction to your name. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to parse, like, where that reaction came from. And I think what it was for me was that the body swapping wasn't really the point of the movie. No, it's that that's not what I thought the point it, of the movie was. Yeah. Because the, the body swapping stops halfway through. Yeah. For me, the... For me, with the... And Anna, talking with Anna, it was like... The body swapping was like this big magical thing that happened in their childhood and this kind of romance that happened a long time ago. But then as they're growing up, that like they really, really struggled to hold on to that. And it just kind of is falling through their fingertips. And so, so that's that's sort of the struggle is like, can they save the day from the media or whatever? <laughs> but really it's can they like hold on to that something magical and precious from a long time ago. Okay. Moving and, forward in their lives. And I understand liking that. I think okay. that's totally fine. I like five centimeters per second. Mm-hmm. Five centimeters per second is that movie done a hundred times better and it only needed 50 minutes to do it. That's fair. And again, this is, the only kind of story Makoto Shinkai knows how to write. Yeah, this is literally that. all of his. I movies. only saw. I haven't seen any of his movies besides Five Centimeters Per Second, which I saw like eight years ago, so I don't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah, like Voices from a Distant Star. They can't be together mm-hmm. and have to because the girlfriend, for some reason, in her teenage years, was shipped a thousand light years away. So they text each other. Fucking what? And. <laughs> So that's the thing is that he's getting older and she's far away and he can, t- and, and like the messages, the, you know, like he gets the messages further and further and further apart over the course of his lifetime. And he never, oh, man. and it's just like, okay, okay. And then there's the place promised in our early days, the girls in a coma spend two hours <laughs> Like making us feel bad that the girl's in a coma. Oh, but but if he flies close to a tower in an airplane, she'll wake up and love him. Jeez. So I agree. I totally agree with you that all these movies are the same. And I think for me, the worst part of your name was the last twenty minutes where it became a Shinkai movie. Oh man, I was like sobbing. I was so invested at that point. I heard another person say, like, oh, they squeezed... Shinkai took the story that he tells all the time and then just squeezed it into, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, it basically... And put it at the end of a Freaky Friday movie. That's what I liked about it, is that... Yeah. It was a good movie for, like, the first hour and a half, and then it became a Shinkai movie at the very end, but uh, because it was relatively abrupt, or condensed, I guess is the word, yeah. Yeah. So why do you like your name more than uh, Koino Katachi? It so 
it's gonna seem like I didn't like this one when I did, but I kind of, I just felt a little distant from this one because the main character is such a shit in the past. Yeah, that's that's the point. But he's such a shit. I think they went too far. I think There's, you okay, were trying to project yourself into a story that wasn't meant for you to project yourself into. Because then... I, I you... can't understand him, basically, is what I'm saying. Because... the la- So this movie is about him being a sixth, sixth grader, and then a deaf girl comes into his class, and he bullies her because he's a horrible person. But everybody in the class does. Yeah. And then but he and he ends up catching shit for it. But like the last scene in the flash in kind of the sixth grade stuff is him like beating the shit out of her, like physically attacking Oof. her. It's fucking rough. Yeah, it is rough so, shit. But like, I just think he passed a line where there's no coming back from. Basically, when he tries to apologize to her, you know, several years later, it, I'd be like. I don't ever want to fucking see you again. Like, why are you trying to be friends with this girl that you were so awful to? Well, the movie tells you why he's trying to. It's it's like a... I mean, that's kind of the movie's through line, is that the reason he's doing what he's doing is for a very serious reason. Mm-hmm. But then after that goes away, he still seems to keep clinging to her. Well, I mean... I just, you know why I liked Your Name better? Because Your Name is more accessible entertainment. Like, it's much more straightforward. This movie very is... very happy. Yeah. This movie's way darker and, like... This movie kind of wallows art. in a lot of grief uh, and a yeah. lot of self-loathing. Uh, because both characters are... Yeah. They, they loathe themselves quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Like they say, like, you're just trying to be friends with her to make you feel better yourself like you don't actually give a shit about her and i feel that he comes around to that realization and yeah. i feel that his his efforts from that moment once he has realized what he has done i feel it's genuine from yeah. that point yeah i don't know it's it's a much more subdued movie i guess I mean, it's just like when you look at like, okay, this kid's going back through things that he did in sixth grade and the, the, you know, not just because he, you know, like he's caused undue stress to his mom and like, you know, the project that he is now embarking on to try and fix all of this. Like you look at like it's covering a very large chunk of time. And I think that that's sort of both movies here is is in that I feel Uh. they're I feel they're both covering a large chunk of time and I feel that they're both trying to say something and I think that your name whatever it's trying to say did not reach me because I did not fucking feel anything mm-hmm. whereas I got all the feels mm-hmm. so <laughs> that makes sense so basically like what, we're basically sa- what, where we're coming from. what we're saying though is really is that your name sucks <laughs> I feel like that's basically the consensus. I, I feel just says make your own Makoto Shinkai movie. <laughs> well, yeah, like I thought about doing that. Yeah, uh, like after I finished watching Your Name, I thought about putting together a quick HTML JavaScript thing of where you would just refresh, oh, and it's just like a boy and a girl cannot be together because <laughs> of. <laughs> oh, 
That's a oh, that's good a idea. Thought. Yeah, a boy and a girl cannot be together because of John Thayer tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> so Shinkai bot on Twitter. Yes. Oh my God, right. Byron, get a hold of me, please. <laughs> okay, one thing I think a silent voice could have used mm -hmm. a little more time on the character's turnaround, like the jump from you know horrible sixth grader to embarking on a journey older kid yes there's a there's a bit of pacing issues there's a huge jump there where it's like he just kind of comes off as like so forgiveful and you know like i don't know he just kind of seemed perfect and like willing to please everybody at that point mm -hmm. and it's if from you were, if you were shithead what would your uh <laughs> what would your reaction to that be i don't know if you've done something real shitty <laughs> That's the thing. It's like you never kind of see that moment of like, man, maybe I should stop being such a fucking awful person. Well, I think it's more like kind of like with most anime is that things kind of just get implied through yeah. through a scene or through the way like there's a lot of implication you can get through uh, the way scenes are constructed, uh, colors used, um, the way characters are composited or shot. Like, I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things that can be inferred in, um, yeah, like, I don't, I think it's way better anyway. So, whatever. Nobody likes it. Okay. It's stupid. <laughs> I like Freaky no. Friday. I, <laughs> I haven't seen the original, just the remake. Oh, the animated remake? No, the remake with, um... Oh, I was... The remake with Kurt, 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 Anna. Can you tell me that one? I didn't know there was... And Jamie Lee Curtis. That's it. Uh, I, I like that one. <laughs> I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep, she's pretty fabulous. I only know her from Jamie Friday, though. Oh my god. <laughs> this hurts. This hurts. It hurts. <laughs> that one. It hurts being on a podcast with John Thayer sometimes. Y'all don't know the pain we go through for y'all to be able Somehow. to enjoy these. Oh, Halloween. Yeah, she was really good in that. Yeah. I had to Google that. Mostly Nora from Freaky Friday, but Halloween's good, too. And, say, Act and Activia commercials, as Boner points out. Can I say a couple more things about a silent voice? Go ahead. The little sister character was real great. I oh, liked her. she's fantastic. Yeah, she just really kind of carried every scene she's in. Yeah, like she, she kind of stole the scene a lot of the time. And the one girl with, like, long black hair, Ueno, I think. Mm-hmm. Fuck her. Oh Worst my god. girl ever. Worst ever. Fucking shit. She's just there to be like, no, sometimes you just can't forgive people because they are just awful. Yeah. See? There's a, see, like, there's that part. There's, there's your dose of reality. <laughs> some, pe know. some people are fucking irredeemable. Seriously, she was the worst. Oh, God. Did you read the movie? Did you read the manga of A Silent Voice? No, but I'm going to. Oh, you read, yeah. I'm well, mangas curious. are always better. So the original manga is always better, so that makes sense. Well, because it, it was originally a one shot, yeah. which was like the first twenty minutes of the movie, and then they expanded it to eight volumes. Yeah, there's Ooh. like there's like some characters in the movie and some extra character development that happens. I know, yeah. so. Yeah, definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, so then they compressed uh -huh. 
volumes down to two hours. It's like, oh, okay, gonna have to cut some stuff here. And it's still a well-directed movie, despite the yeah. cuts that they had to make, because it's still, I still understood it. Yeah. But none of us are familiar with the original. No, not the source material. Long, super long version. And that's about what I've been up to. I didn't really play any video games. I played a Hat in Time mods a bunch. And that's super fucking Mario buttshine mods. <laughs> why would you want... Why would anybody... <laughs> first of all, why would anybody like Super Mario Sunshine? Two, why would you put it in a game that's kind of better? To make it better. So that mod was funny, though, because you go to a bunch of subworlds that are just original content, and it's actually pretty decent, and then you keep going back to the hub that's Delfino. Yeah. So that was fun. Because most of the mods I've played so far were kind of crap. And then I've been finally finding some decent ones. The thing I was going to mention is someone made this mod called Chapter 5.5, which is like an unofficial sequel to the main game. Oh, boy. It'll it'll take several hours to complete. And then it totally did because it's fucking enormously huge. Oh. So, like, gameplay-wise, it's really good, but maybe a bit too hard. Like, they're really, like, pushing that game as far as it can go and like there's a lot of like you have to make these jumps freaking perfectly Mm. but then the story is the worst edgiest (laughs) (laughs) where it's like oh actually hack kid is in this virtual simulation this whole thing is a dream so you wake up and you're in a spaceship and there's like test tubes and clones and stuff Mm. and like the villain is an older version of Hat Girl named Adira, and Hat Girl's actually Madeline. And then, like, it's just oh my god, this sounds or- terrible. But like, the platform is fun, so whatever. But like, yeah, the story was like, it's like the fucking tryhard so- story. Yeah, such a weird like. I don't know how the developers of the game could ever really get behind that as a thing because it takes the story in such a cliched and also dumb way. Oh. Because yeah, then there's really like, <laughs> then there's like, a desk of like shadowy characters discussing what's going on, like oh this evil scientist, like, and then they almost do something funny at the end where you get to the final boss, or not not final boss, but you know you get to the villain, and then she goes, actually I'm your, and it cuts, and then it goes to Hat Kid playing a video game in the main hub. Mm-hmm. What? And you and she just like. Oh, guess the game froze. Oh, well, got to go to bed. And you're like, oh, so the whole thing was just a joke. Ha ha ha. So you're like, oh, yeah, like the whole thing was a joke. And like they were kind of I thought they were making fun of how bad their own story was with the edge and stuff. But then it fades to black. It goes back to the villain. And they're like, see, she's back in the simulation. She thinks this was all a dream. Oh, (laughs) God, why did you Oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> explaining your own dumb ending. Yeah, I was like, uh... <laughs> Boy, that's just a fart of an ending right there. Holy crap. So bad. So funny. But, like, as a mod, it was, like, so damn impressive, like, how vast the scope was. Like, they must have been working on this thing since they added mod support, like, uh, four months ago. Yeah. And especially when, like, every other mod is like, here's a map. Nothing to do, but here's a map, you know? (laughs) For this this one to be, like, practically, like, half as long as the main game itself. 
and probably like more individual areas like it's really it's excessively long basically yeah where like you'll be platforming for like 20 25 minutes between these story sections so they don't get in the way that much so if if you really like platforming (laughs) yo we found you a platform game yeah and then I started 999 and didn't immediately grab me because I'm just kind of not into video games right now. Mm. That's fair. But, and, and, and you I hate puzzles. This. It's not VLR without puzzles or Zero Escape without puzzles. You hate puzzles, though. I mean, I have friends who just pull up guides for all the puzzle rooms. Yeah, <laughs> which is totally valid. Yep. I got That's stuck true. in the. I did get stuck on the first one because I didn't realize the thing was something you could click. So I'm, like, spinning around in the first room for, like, five minutes, like, okay, like, fuck this. So so basically every escape the room, every every point-and-click adventure game since the dawn of time. It's not that I don't like puzzles, it's that maybe escape the room is probably the least engaging type of puzzle for me. I love them. I think they're, they're, like, kind of, they're kind of a dumb fun for me, where I'm, like, I'm poking around and, like, oh, I found this key, and this goes in this lock, which unlocks this key, and it opens up a puzzle. and Like, it's kind of, I don't really think of them as being, like, really good puzzles or anything. I think of them yeah. as being, like, guide me around to just go on a little fair ride of, like, endorphins. <laughs> and, I, and I like it for that. Kind of like the 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 room that iPhone game from a, several years ago. Like that's when yeah that kind of clicked for me was oh I am just like I click here and oh there's a little key hidden here and I think it's silly but I really I, I liked it with I didn't lose patience with it with with Zero Escape so yeah I think the room makes more sense though because you're working towards this puzzle box yeah where it's just like oh I don't know there's a key behind the curtain like it feels kind of random. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that makes sense. That, yeah, like the room but, is definitely its own very very cool thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I was saying. Is that I also thought the room was kind of dumb, but in a way that I found cute. <laughs> I, I mean, I finished the first one. It's just like okay. I, I, I think I think the room's story is dumb, but yeah. I yeah. I love the puzzle aspect of it. The puzzle box that just keeps expanding. Yeah. Like that's a that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it was less. It was like. When you have all those different little things of all these different moving parts of like, oh, there's a key over here and then kind of that Zelda dungeon type thing mm-hmm. where there's just a bunch of different pieces and rooms and whatnot. Um, like I think of like a really smart, good puzzle as being just something where there's not a lot of pieces and I'm just having to think really hard about space or something like a spatial concept or something, so yeah, um, like English country tune or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like the difficulty should be in the puzzle itself, not oh, I had to click on this corner to find yeah. a piece of info that I didn't know was existed until now. I didn't find this key over on this in this room in the mansion. Yeah, exactly. So kind I guess of the Resident Evil puzzle yeah. is sort of the <laughs> thinking. Yeah, not, Escape not that bad. At least can be. Since you're in one room, like there's only so many places it could be. Yeah. Like some adventure games, like the classic ones, where it's like the entire game becomes the puzzle box. Oh like, god, that, that yeah, can be that bad. Can, that can get like, like I remember I I played uh, one a while back. It was a uh, Edna and Harvey series, um, and um, like I remember that they like every screen you could just like press tab and you would get um, 
like a pop-up that showed you where all of the interactables were with oh. were, were at on screen and like that, that was nice. that was really handy mm-hmm. yeah. but then also also if you try to make a point and click adventure game but then like streamline every single possible ambiguity out of it then you get like the witness where it's all like really good <sighs> pure puzzles yeah. But then it also just has completely no flavor or personality. And that's so. the thing, is that a lot of the time, especially with older uh, adventure games, you're kind of like, you're dealing with somebody else's logic, and you're trying to mm-hmm. kind of... And yeah. So you're basically playing a game with someone, but it, it, you know, it's a it's one-sided game where, you know, their their moves are already set in stone, and you're kind of just, like, going back and forth trying to figure out their logic. I think that that's a cool thing, and, it, like, even though mm-hmm. a lot of those games are frustrating and just kind of mm-hmm. stupid at times, I, I like the mental exercise of getting in somebody's mind and, sl- and thinking, like, why is that a thing? Like, why did that, you know? I, I think that, that aspect of adventure games is really cool. That's really cool. I, I've been wanting to try out more since I, I think I played Ocarina of Time, which has a lot of that kind of stuff, and I was like, I want to play some just straight point and clicks mm-hmm. at some point. So I might want to do that. I beat I beat Mist ages ago, which because it didn't have an inventory, I think made it a lot easier. Yeah. But Riven is the sequel to that, and it still doesn't have an inventory, oh. but. In Mist, everything is divided up into like little episodes. Yeah. Like, oh, here's this world, and here's this world. But Riven is just the one giant thing, and good fucking luck. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It was too hard for me. Yeah. I beat I beat Mist as a kid too, and then Riven was just like, hmm, no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's probably good and probably worth it, but it's too much for me. Yeah. I'm not ready. What you were saying, Polly, earlier about those games being kind of you versus the developer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I may have mentioned the story before, but like in 2011, I made a bunch of Portal 2 levels and then tried to play them like last year, mm-hmm. like six <laughs> years later. And I had no idea what the hell to do. I'm like, oh, <laughs> these are bad levels. Like, but that's that's the whole, that's why puzzle games are so hard to make, because like in the moment, like the logic totally made sense to me. Oh, you portal up here, the year here, and then you're done. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually like three steps. And then. When you forgot, I forget forgetting my own thought process, and then looking at these levels, be like, "What? This is none of this makes any sense." <laughs> like even trying to label the buttons, it's like, "Okay, so there's a shield here. If I step on this, like, what the fuck do I need to do?" Like a lot of the good portal levels are just like, you see the objective super mm-hmm. early on. It's yeah. like, "Okay, this is the goal." My levels did not do that. It's, it's just like, like you kind of uh, have to do yeah. subtle signposting that's not signposting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puzzles are really hard to make. Yeah, yeah they are. I've I, done I, like a couple. I, I tried They're to make hard. portal I tried to make portal two rooms and I realized I don't have the brain for this. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember being so proud of my like five levels that I made and then playing them last year was just like, oh no, these are awful. Bit of a sobering experience. Yeah. God, that's funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, who's up next? Whoever wants to be up next. Here, how about I do my little things, and then we can throw it over to you to do your little things, and then big thing, big thing. It's all the little things that kill. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Um, I played a game called All Our Asias. How many Um, of them are there? (laughs) 
Um, you have to play the game to find out. Um, Damn. <laughs> um, it is an intense, personal, semi-autobiographical game. Um, or, no, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. It's very per- It's a very personal game about... Yeah, not autobiographical. That was dumb. But uh, where your character goes into your dad's dying mind mm-hmm. and explores mm-hmm. Yume Nikki dream levels that are in, but in really really gorgeous like low fidelity Unity 3D not pretty oh. mazes that are awful no it's it's actually a lot more structured than Yume Nikki and there's dialogue but it's it's that basic concept of going to somebody's brain and exploring around these spaces um and I really liked it a lot. Um, for one, one thing that was cool is I got to play this game, and then I went and got lunch with the developer the next day. Wow. <laughs> Which wow. was really cool. Somebody's uh, this is very one, important. I know. And this is um, one of the devs, um, um, Sean, from, uh, who, made, who worked on Anodyne and even The Ocean. Oh, okay. That's what I thought that pedigree was. Okay. Yep. So one of the people worked on even the Ocean Anodyne of the core team of Shot and Joni went on to make this, and it's really cool and deals a lot with race and identity. And I don't know, I, I there's a lot that I don't really have the vocabulary to like dissect. I think, and I think that's transcendent. Okay. I haven't said that in years. Yeah, years. I know. It's been a while. We need to bring uh, that one back. We need to bring that one back in a big way. Get it on t-shirts and everything. I should just exclusively use it to describe my own games. That, <laughs> I think that would be real fucking awesome. <laughs> just put it in all the trailers. Um, it's free also, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like Having looked at that game, like, wait, this is free? <laughs> yeah. Apparently you've put it together in eight months too, which completely blows my mind. It's like two hours long and holds up throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably what I took away the most from this story is that for about a third or half of the game it takes place in gorgeous 3D dream hell Chicago. Oh. Yup. Very relevant. Oh. So I got to explore a Mega Ten version of my own city that I live in, mm. which is really, really, really cool. Yeah, that that would actually like make playing a game pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, like you go into 3D Dream Hell version of the Red Line, which I take to work every day, every weekday, and then you go and in order to progress you have to go into the subway tunnel and then it opens up into this like vast underground city like fantasy city and it's just like oh man just like it it duplicated the effect where there's stairs on one side and then escalators on the other and oh that's yeah it's just like that um and and then it there's one long like really kind of subdued section that was went directly along the same road that I took home on the bus at 1 a.m. from, like, a queer arts event one night. Mm. Um, so it was trippy and really cool. That's and cool. that made me happy. Um, 
So yeah, and yeah, sorry, really like Anodyne. I got to apologize in person for <laughs> being mean to some being mean to him on Twitter about Anodyne Ooh, accidentally. Wow. <laughs> That's I said a mean thing awkward. about Anodyne and then accidentally added him. Oh wow. What? How do you accidentally <laughs> at someone? I include I was linking the postmortem of the game, which was thoughtful. Um, uh, and it had uh, his at in the link, and I didn't oh, realize it. Oh, good job! When I w- and then I was being like, just unnecessarily. Pissy John, Pissy John. We've pissy. seen Pissy John on Twitter uh, every now and again. I, never, I understand. Me and John originally had like the same opinion of Anodyne, which was not particularly high. I was like, this is dumb. I mean, I don't. I, <laughs> this is I haven't, revi- Zelda. I haven't revisited it since. Um, um, since then so but i'm not i've loved even the ocean so much and i love this a lot um so i'm kind of excited to see that as more like you know fun rough student project which mm-hmm. is what it was but then it got a lot of press so then kind of maybe blew up my expectations a little yeah. bit instead of just embracing it as the fun rough student project so that was that was cleansing for my soul to be able to to grovel yeah sorry you paid you paid for the meal didn't you out of guilt. No, did, not. <laughs> did not quite. Um, I also played Sacrament 7. Um, the Colin, who's my friend Colin, is making Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, is, I think just, so I think what the deal is, you didn't hear it from me, I think the deal is that um, Luca's going to have the isn't Bandetta-esque like, action game, but with like trippy, tripped out art. Um, I wish and, the visuals didn't legit hurt my eyeballs. That's a that's a thread with this episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we haven't gotten to that yet. It's just like, um, but yeah, like I, I like I keep looking at Luca, and it's just like, boy, I wish somebody I knew that knew this person could communicate to them that hey, I got a friend whose vi- whose whose eyes this game actually hurts. Maybe you should talk to that friend of mine and maybe take that as input. <laughs> I don't know if I know anybody that would be in that position, though. <laughs> I guess I could say I could say a thing there. Um, I don't know. I don't want to compromise the artistic vision. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Luca. I think the idea is that it's going to have these interstitial, um, more text game beats. Yeah. In between the actioning things, that's sort of really... what I think these are is a primer for yeah. that. Yeah, and I think that. Um, so I think I'm getting these out of context, like really cool, good text games, and that those are going to be a part of the end story, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, Sacrament One came out last year, and that that's my favorite still um, because it was basically like a real good. Um, porpentine twine game but like in 20 minutes with mm-hmm. amazing art and music and it made me feel a lot of feelings and i liked it a lot and sacrament Ford rips from riffs on megaton a lot and was really good at it and like that one felt more like i needed the context of the game to really understand where, where it was going mm-hmm. and the seven and then the newest one is like an epilogue i think to the first game so it definitely needs that context i think yeah but all of them are stylish and well put together and i'm very excited for where that story's going yeah like there's like seven is the most recently released one right 
Because um, he released, I, yeah. Because I played through one that was like an RPG. That was four. Yeah, I played that one. Mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, it. I like that. One. I like that one. I it um, like one felt like a, like a self-contained thing. Yeah. So that one was like, okay, this is me prepping to be a part of this bigger world, and so that I think that's still cool. But so far, like one is the one where I'm just like, oh, excellent. Yeah. Um. And then seven was just like a short, like ten minute, kind of really grim <laughs> epilogue yeah. to the first one. Um, and he put it online and then deleted it, <laughs> like a couple like that day. Like, hey, play this if you play this if you want. It's gonna be down again shortly. So that was fun. So that's ah, cool. That's gonna be a that's I'm excited for that game. So that those are my itch itch.io musings. I've got one other big thing we can t- maybe talk about. We'll talk about yes. the big thing. <laughs> But let's. Why don't we start? But um, what what are some what are your little things, Paul? Um, I like I started playing Final Fantasy fifteen, and it made me ill. Yeah. <laughs> and John didn't care. <laughs> I literally like woke up and then browsed Twitter and I saw that and I was like, it's weird that I'm not very invested in like when in Polly like having a good time with Final Fantasy fifteen. Like I like with if you were playing. You know, fucking Undertale or whatever. I'd be like, yeah. oh. And when you play it, when you didn't like your name, I like thought about it and had to like stew on that and think about my own feelings. <laughs> and then when you didn't like Final Fantasy fifteen, I was like, oh, okay. Or, no, or what just, you play, or yeah, made you ill. Yeah, it's just like I've I've I played it for about six hours yesterday, and mm-hmm. I'm up to chapter three, mm-hmm. and like the open I, world. I like I don't like the open world at all. Um, it's pretty. I've got shit. good news for you, Polly. Yeah, open world is shit. It is barren. There is nothing in it. There is nothing to do but just awful side quests that are boring and shitty. Um, Polly, Polly woke up to this game way quicker than everybody else did. Like, the reality is, like a lot of things in that game are like bad. Yeah. <laughs> like. Especially the hunts and like kind of the combat in general, the but something com- about it. Is... What? Go ahead. Nothing. You said something, you said something about, about it. it stuck with you. Yeah, That's something about it just kind of clicked for me and worked. Anyways, like the characters and the world building. Yeah, I like I thought like maybe I'm a fucking idiot and I just don't get it or something because I see this game and I'm playing it and there are things that I like about it. Primarily, I think that the interaction with the four main characters is pretty fun and enjoyable. I believe these characters and then like I'm playing it and I'm like, I am having like zero fun of all the fun Mm. that I'm having. I'm having the most minimum amount you Mm. can have. Um, And then like um, what, what, what topped it is like I was went to do some dumb quest and it was like <laughs> kill nine things and all nine things are attacking you at once and oh mm-hmm. you have to use lock on a lot in this game oh and the camera whips around a lot oh and this auto lock thing this lock on thing doesn't necessarily always stay locked on mm-hmm. uh and it's just like it kept whipping the camera around and around and it was just like i was literally getting physically ill trying to play mm-hmm. and i said fuck this i quit video games forever because I was just like, there's clearly something I'm not getting if everybody loves this game. See, I don't... Th- I will say, not everybody loves that game. That game is actually super divisive. 
I think it's like, do you focus on the good aspects or do you get nauseous by the combat? Well, it's just like, the thing is, it's like, you know how I feel about open world games anyway, is that I think think they're mostly boring. Yeah, and and this one is like super bare bones compared to most. Yeah, like there is nothing in this world. This world's emptier than Nier Automata's open world. But for me, it was just like... I played oh, Nier Automata after this, so, was, so then it was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And even then, Nier Automata's barren wasteland makes fucking sense. They want me to believe there's a war going on in this world, but I couldn't tell you where. <laughs> True. In, in, in Final Fantasy fifteen. In, in Final Fantasy fifteen, I'm supposed to believe there's a war going on, but it's like, well, wh- Where? I've been I've been to a pretty big portion of this map. I think I would have seen some airships or there are, there are some airships occasionally. Those like I saw Gladio said once while I was out wandering around. Noctis <laughs> overhead. Oh, there's one airship there out of the six hours that I've played. All right. And then the way they kind <laughs> of just like show you the demise of of um of of of, 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 of. fucking the name of the place insomnia or whatever yeah yeah that yeah, was I think, uh, a real shitty way to show me that i or, think they do that that again? it's just a I quick think... series of flashes of events and then like uh... we hear about it on the radio they so want that, me I to think... have, they want me to have watched kingsglaive yeah that's uh. like i think they edited in scenes from kingsglaive into the game because oh no one got what was God. happening like that, I think that was something they added in later. Are you for fucking real? Oh yeah, this is super. Yeah, this game sounds like a hot mess at launch, just Which because there's so little content to it. Like, I don't really count these dumb go kill a thing and then come back here. I don't really count that much as content these days. The best well, part is not a lot of it. <laughs> you get through that <laughs> and pretty then quick. There's just all of these fucking side episodes that are out now, and oh, we've got the royal edition, and we added so much stuff, you guys. It's like we've almost got. It's like we've <laughs> almost finished Final Fantasy 15. So, like the DLC episodes, I'll forgive because those are just like totally different things where you're playing as the other characters. Mm-hmm. But the royal edition really kind of rubs me the wrong way because they changed the last chapter. Like, they, had the a lot. Ball, they had the balls to put a pop up on screen and tell me to go buy the royal edition. When Fuck I lo- when I booted the game up, they were like, <laughs> "For the complete Final Fantasy 15 experience, grab the uh, royal edition." Uh, they didn't tell me that it was paid content. Uh, they just they just said, you know, like update. A, you know, update to the latest version. I'm like, oh, okay. I must have. I must really? not have. I must not have updated. So <sighs> I, I press the button to do it, and it's like, oh no, like 14.99. And I'm just like, it's, it's how much? Oh, I guess, yeah, huh. because we don't have the DLC. It comes with all that. It comes with like the season pass episodes and stuff, and the, <sighs> the online mode. But yeah, I was, right, I, was right. uh, I was a little mad about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what here's what I came away from Final Fantasy 15 with. Like, the ending is it's, very good. It's obviously super janky. Mm-hmm. I I finished that game and I played Final Fantasy VIII a little bit before that. <laughs> so when I played fifteen, I was very shocked at to the extent to which it actually wraps up its story 
and ties up threads uh-huh. and finishes your relationship <laughs> with characters. Hey, can like, I? Can... It was it was basically functional, and yeah. that completely astounded me, and I was Shockingly really blown away. Kind of competent. Mm. Yes. Okay. Can I make two predictions? We're going to go into spoiler territory here. Oh boy. I want to make two predictions. And if I am right about these, I'm going to be very angry for some reason. Wait, should should we just say yes or no? Yes. I want you to say yes or no. Um, Number one, the the girl is going to die. Yes. Yes. Uh, The guy that gave me the coin is the main bad guy. Uh, What's his name? Ardnos or something. Yes. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know all (laughs) I need to know about that game then. Oh, no. He's so good, though. I'd like I just oh, like yeah. I was like oh Jesus Christ this guy like get a look at him for one he's the only person I've seen so far with pink hair weird he's the only I person that's say, had a weird color of hair so you've got to be the bad guy his oh. backstory is actually fucking nuts for what it's worth oh. yeah either way. I mean if you can hear if you can hear it over the balancing in that cutscene look I'm not gonna say look I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to try because, like, given the whole uh, it made me physically ill thing, somebody told me to try wait mode. I'm going to give it a shot and then try to just bum rush the story. I'm going to give the game another shot. If it doesn't grab me by that point, I'm just like, like, I've already guessed two huge plot points and I only played the game six hours. So to, to be fair, I don't think they ever try to hide who the villain is. It is so obvious. Yeah, like that guy know. just gives off. The immediate air of you met me in the first chapter, and I'm gonna come back later as the bad guy. He shows up in Kingslave, and I'm just like, look at that fucker standing out in like this crowd of like eight characters. He's the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Like he, his design just stands out so much. Like he's like in the marketing now for like the Royal Edition too. Like him and Noctis. Like it's so they don't try to hide it really. Why would you try to hide it when it's that fucking obvious? But yeah, like yeah. as soon as that, as soon as I ran into that guy, I heard his voice. <laughs> he flipped me the coin. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know what's going on here. God, you guys yeah. are much smarter than y'all are much smarter than me. Like, and I knew that, like, I knew that like the girl was going to die. It was just like, oh, okay. I know where this goes. <laughs> this Imagine this, this is too easy. That bit didn't land with me as effectively as the stuff with the patty. I don't like the girls in this game. <laughs> John, I hate you. <laughs> they're all they're all bad. <gasps> I'm quitting the podcast. Oh shit! It's over. Love is over. Hey, hey! The main boys are very good. They 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 do pretty good with that. I think. Yeah, and the voice acting is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah, Holy this is the only crap. Crap. that title English. drop. And the title drop. The That's title the drop. Game, so the yeah. best title drop for a Final Fantasy you could ever hope for is four guys pushing a car yep. because it's broke down, pan up to the sky, Final Fantasy 15. Like, oh, that good. is so perfect. You know what? If I was in charge of the marketing for that game and its initial announcement, I would have just had the like this scene of them pushing the car and talking while Stand By Me plays... And then mm-hmm. do and then do the title drop, you know, the pan up to the Final Fantasy fifteen, and that would have yes. been my reveal for the game. Mm-hmm. That's but, the other thing we don't kind of talk about the re- this game anymore is remember the ten years of Final Fantasy versus thirteen. Oh yeah, that's another reason this game's so, kind yeah, of a fucking mess. Is when that it, when the game came out, it was shockingly competent. You didn't. No one thought this game was going to be any good. I yeah. don't. I don't think it's any good. 
I don't think it's fun to play at all. I mean, okay, how about yeah. this? Chapter ten exists, which I think is what kind of makes me feel good on the game. It's like they have the they have a bunch of big anime ass Final Fantasy yeah. IMAX stuff, and then they have a whole like hour long chapter that's just like feelings. the four boys having their feelings and chilling out while doing this simple dungeon, and everyone being kind of like mad at each other and having to deal with that and that maybe that and then it goes into the big oh 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 i got another prediction i got another prediction okay one of them is a traitor should we say Um, yes or no oh i was gonna say no but then john i'd say no overall yeah no yeah, no. Okay. They're all, but there's, they're still, all there's still they're a little nuance points. to that answer. There's still good points. Oh, though. I bet I know what the nuance is now. But I'm not going to say it. I'm not going uh, go, to really go that stupid, far. Though. I bet I know what it is, but I'm not oh. going to I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I think we've spoiled enough. I will say one thing though. Yeah. I think you can play as the other characters if you unlock a skill for them, and I don't think you need the royal edition for that. Mm. You should look into the skill trees to be like, oh, play as Gladio or whatever for like 50 points or something. That might make it less nauseating since you're not yeah. looking everywhere. Because I think people said like playing as Prompto is like easy mode because you could just shoot everything. Mm. <laughs> so that might be better. So, yeah, that's Final There's Fantasy There's some real good. That's Final Fantasy There's 15. Really... I'm ready to move on from it. Okay. Um, like I said, I kind of wanted that to be a small thing, but then it ended up being yeah, sorry a, big, about that. a big 15 minute discussion. Um Oh, uh, but back to the main topic, I guess, of our podcast today, well, seemingly. Okay. Is, uh, we're going back to anime world for, anime. for a little bit. Uh, I haven't been, I haven't personally been invested in anime world in a long time. So, yeah. like, this is kind of like a, a big deal here is that, like, I haven't really felt much like playing games recently. So I thought, hey, I'll just watch some anime, I guess. And I've had a bunch of stuff on my quote-unquote to-watch list for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So I jumped right into the first thing that caught my eye, uh, Kill the Kill by Studio Trigger. All right. And how does this face this out? <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of those there uh, anime that are directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi. And if you know that name or you don't, you should know that it's behind a lot of the crazier shit uh, like fucking Gurren Lagan, Panty and Stocking, uh, yeah. a lot of FLCL stuff, uh, just like this madcap silliness mm-hmm. that's just over the top at all times, dialed up to eleven. Like there is literally no line of dialogue spoken at a normal volume. Uh, people <laughs> or- are just screaming at all times. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about this girl who uh, is looking for the person who killed her dad. She's very justifiably upset about that. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing to be upset about. It's also good motivation for, for, for a main character. And uh, she goes to uh, a school where she's heard that the people responsible uh, for her father's death are. And it's her plan to just fucking go there and kill everybody. <laughs> And she's not really so good at it. So she, you know, basically gets her ass handed to her and has to run away and ends up falling, falling into some place and ends up magically getting this school uniform that turns her into some kind of crazy super badass. 
And that's kind of like going to be a main theme of this show is that clothing are kind of everything. Power. Yeah, clothing is power. Uh, and the less of it you wear, the more open your mind is. <laughs> it's really weird. It, it, uh, like, like, look, it's 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 an Imaishi joint. Like, it's hyper sexed up, but not overtly like, not overtly sexual most of the time. Like, like I don't I don't think I don't think you look at like the things that are happening in this show and think, oh, that's sexy. It's just there is a sexy, stylish look to it. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and I think that that always looks amazing. Uh, even if I'm kind of just tired of this manic directorial style, like this tone, <laughs> this pace, this constant tempo of like, I need to say everything as fast as humanly possible and as loud as humanly possible. And I need to yell all the time and fights are the like, look, like I said, you, you know what this anime looks like in motion. If you've seen yeah. anything, Kind of, you know, uh, like that. Um, And, like, the first half of the show is kind of this revenge plot where now that she has got the power to stand against those that she thinks killed her dad, she does so, and it's really entertaining. Uh, And then the show has a second half that it dips into, which Mm. which is just fucking crazy. Like, like me and Rhett are kind of at opposite ends on this one. Like, yeah. like, he likes the first half more, but I like the second half where it starts getting in this very 1984 vibe of, like, your clothes are literally aliens, and <laughs> they literally take over your body, and the whole idea is to turn the planet into a giant shirt or something. Basically. <laughs> basically. It's very good. And, like... That's I was so obs- invested in the story in that first half that when it got stupid, I'm like, oh, I'm off. This I love the stupidity of that yeah. whole second half. Like, because I think... says, I must have missed that bit in 1984. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I like that when it went to just like, the, your fucking clothes are aliens. Why not? So that means like everybody on the opposing side, it, you know. <laughs> nudist colony uh they're <laughs> how do you fight your clothes when you're clo- how do you fight the villains when the villains are all clothes exactly you gotta, all the clothes. you gotta be a fucking nudist <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty like i like that absurdity and i like i felt that it's an absurdity that matched the style that it was being directed with and i didn't think the revenge plot really kind of like did a whole like you're mm. going to run out of reasons for her to have revenge like it's just, like she has she you can't drag a revenge plot out 24 fucking episodes it can't <laughs> like that like like there's no way they could have made that whole show about a revenge arc um and it have been entertaining at all so they had to go absurd and like that's where i liked the show uh but then turn, that turn in the mid-season finale yeah when best girl shows up, yep. Yes, when Fuck best tournament arc. I'm done. You're done with that. Yeah, yeah. Just straight up shows up, presses the I win button, and fuck you all. <laughs> the I win, fuck you all button, and that's real good. Um, and you know, yeah. Then there's like, but, but overall, like I, I, I think it's okay. Like, like I said though, I'm kind of over this manic directorial style i don't like 
I was predicting a lot of shot, like singular shots. Like I know what the next shot is going to be. Oh, there's a character that got hit and they're going to cartwheel through the air and to the other side of the screen. Oh, okay. Yep. Called that. Okay. It's the family <laughs> eating and it's crazy. Oh, okay. It's the serious scene, but then something absurd is happening in the foreground or background because that's <laughs> silly. Like, okay, I get it. I've seen all of this before, you know? Um, I saw an essay about that show talking about the animation and like that show always tries to have something moving no matter what. Well, I like, think they don't that... want to, to ever have a still shot basically. Yeah. Something I noticed is that like, even though like the, the animation can be a bit hard to follow, it's very smartly directed in that they've always got something very bright for you to kind of follow to the next shot so that you oh, really? always know where you're at. And I watched a few scenes in slow motion uh, when I read that, and I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, because the action scenes, your eye will naturally follow the yeah. brighter thing. So mm -hmm. with the way the character is colored, be it her outfit or skin tone, your eyes will naturally follow that to the next shot. And it seems like they actually, like, like, like compositioned those scenes the way they did on purpose so that they would not be confusing. Yeah. So that was actually smart. That's really cool. cool. Like, I think his style, I definitely get that it's super exhausting, but I think there definitely is some method to that madness because it could go so horribly wrong so easily. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the weird stuff uh, that I think didn't need to be in this show, and that is the weird incest rapey shit uh, that happens on more than one occasion with one implication and that a daughter is getting finger fucked by her mom and that's really weird i forgot how mm -hmm. bad this was until you started talking about it yeah because mm -hmm. i just i just totally blocked it out of my memory honestly I was just, I was almost disgusted enough to just drop the show at that point, but by that point, it's happened so late in the show that it's just like, there's literally three episodes left. Like, I will just, like, I, you know, it's just like, and this is the kind of show where you don't really even need to watch most of the time anyway. <laughs> uh, Dr. No in the chat says, never watch Sword Art Online. Never had any intention. We know what Yo. you're talking about. We know. We know. There's, there's <laughs> some very wrong shit about Sword Art Online, and it's not just the weirdo sex shit that the author wrote it for for like a, a book or something. It's <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> there's some weird sexual assault shit in that show. Oh really? Oh, and sorry. and and a writer who does not know how to handle it at <laughs> all because it's played for laughs. Oof. <sighs> Japan. But yeah, um, the weird incest rapey shit was just, what the fuck is that even there for? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't They're understand. They're evil. It's evil like, villains. like, it is, yeah, like, I saw somebody make the fucking excuse that, well, they have to make her look evil somehow. It's like, rape the only way you can make somebody evil? I like plenty of fucking villains across games, <laughs> anime, movies, and they didn't fucking have to rape anybody. It's just, oh my, like, it's, that scene is in there. Those scenes are in there because that is somebody's fucking fetish. Mm. That's the only reason those scenes are in there. Mm. 
Yep. So, I mean... God, that's some bullshit. So, and then there's, like, like when she first gets... Uh, like, when the main character, Ryuko, first gets her costume... The mm. way it's presented and animated is real fucking gross and rapey, too. Yeah, I remember that. Because that. it's very much her being forced against a wall, having her clothes torn off, and her trying to force the thing from making it happen. And it's, like, all the while, it's screaming, No, you've got to let me inside you! Come on! And it's just like... Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's like... Oh yeah, like somebody really actually thinks this is funny. They really think that's hilarious. And that's real sad because I would have liked this show a hell of a lot more without the weird fucking problematic shit. Um because I think the story has a good resolution. I think that unlike a lot of their stuff, it has a decent resolution. The build up is good. It's you're able to follow it. Uh, it has a fun final climax that's just as absurd as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I like I I just can't full I can't wholeheartedly recommend it just because of the weird rapey shit that's in it because that's Throughout, that's yeah. fucking gross and problematic for some people and I'm not gonna tell them they're wrong for not wanting to see a show with those kind of elements in it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, that's absolutely more than fair. Yeah. So that that's kill a kill. Would see you it, say would you say that the show lost its way? Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Polly, you need to go watch the one episode of Luluco where they do the kill a kill parody now. I don't ever need to see anything involving Luluco ever again cuz that show is <laughs> garbage. Why do you hate me so much? I I fucking hated Luluco. It's so like like I said. I think I called it something like FLCL Junior or something. Oh, like it's just it's the same kind of coming of age story, just like told Mm -hmm. way faster and and (laughs) with without as much symbolism and a whole arc dedicated to them referencing themselves. That's real (laughs) shitty and boring. Like there was that one, the one, the first, the, the first references was that shitty OVA that I stopped watching four minutes in. Um, you, did, you did not last four minutes. No, I didn't even last that long. And then there was like <laughs> that a, Inferno Cop. No, no. Well, Inferno Cop kind of is like the main character. He's like, you know, the leader of the space patrol. Is yeah, like basically Inferno it's, Cop. That's then, Inferno Cop. I know who Inferno is. Cop Inferno is. Cop its own thing though. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, but this they did really like trigger a second itself off show, right? Yeah, kind of. But but, 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 but it's right. basically but there's an, also a very good story in there that I really liked and right. John would like. It's just a simple love story. It's a gr- but, it's a girl's first love story. Oh, that's all I, it is. Ooh, I would I would say I would say, you know what? Go play Plague of Go play Plague of Sorrow or whatever it's called Plague, Plague of Shadows. Go play that. That is a good love story. All right. Luluco is garbage. Like half of Luluco's runtime is dedicated to trigger references that are boring if you haven't seen the material. It's like yeah, okay, they did a they did a Little Witch Academia episode too. So what? Susie. 
Speaking of which, did you have a did you have a show that could kind of help wash the Kill a Kill taste out? That was also yeah. Scary. I'm watching uh, I'm watching Little Witch Academia right now. It's pretty good. Cool. I think that, that, that it is so nice. It is so, so saccharinely nice. sweet and yes. and mm-hmm. just like a great way to wind down after work or something, or you've had a bad <laughs> day. Just throw on a few good episodes of Little Witch Academia, and it's just really like the 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 Cupid Bee episode was real fucking rancid though. Wait, which one? The Cupid B episode. <laughs> it was real fucking rancid. It was just like a love potion episode. And it's just, oh. you made the, like, I thought they were going to like, you know, do something cool with the trope of the love potion episode. Oh, like, no, mm-hmm. you just made a fucking love potion episode. And it's so painfully mediocre that I just, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> But yeah. But the Susie episode. The Susie episode is <laughs> That's all ever uh, anyone talks about with It's one of the so. greatest episodes of anything I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Yeah. Little Witch Academia episode eight. I don't even know how to begin talking about that because there's so much shit to unpack and it's so crazy, but it never flies off the rails. <laughs> it's just real fucking insane, really well executed. And I am the poly that just wants to spit on everything. It's like the best Fully Cooly episode. <laughs> I fucking love that show too. I just saw the one where she gets oh. vored by a ghost. Oh, that's so good! That's a real good episode. It's like the halfway point. That's like the only horny <sighs> moment in the whole show. Is Susie being like, mmm. Not, not yeah, mean, she's like, like, she's like totally work. into it. <laughs> And otherwise, it's completely chased and doesn't have any of the trigger bullshit. Yeah, it's, which is kind of the... which really surprised me that like this is yeah. a, this is a trigger property given how understated it is and mm-hmm. not sexualized at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's really like you watch, we watch those the original movies and it's like oh wholesome anime you can recommend to friends that hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, yeah, like nope. even the OVAs they they're very yeah. tame and just very wholesome and really just cute. Mhm. So yeah. Like that's the guy like where I'm at I guess with anime. I'm also watching the new Last Exile that they did in 2011, but I don't really have an opinion on that yet. It's, yeah. it's just kind cool. of like it exists and I liked Last Exile a lot and I like a lot of things this is doing because I liked Last cool. Exile's sense of whimsy. And I feel they kind of captured a lot mm. of that, of the sense of adventure cool. and just a yeah. lighthearted adventure. So, yeah, like, I'll probably have more to say about that once I finish it. But, um, yeah, that's kind of, like, my anime world. I got one other thing we'll be able to talk mm. We'll be able to talk about that's going to piss <laughs> a lot of people off. <laughs> probably. But 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 I'll wait till we come back around uh, for me uh, to cool. take that on. Hello out there in Twitchland, 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 Twitch. Are you ready to rock, man? Echo. Echo, echo, echo. Rhett's going <laughs> to sing a song for us. Uh, no. While we were on break, uh, Rhett decided that uh, he was going to sing a song for everybody in chat. So uh, I'll, get you, I'll count you off here. Ready? <laughs> All right. One, two, three, four. Uh... 
Amanda is the best girl in Little Witch Academia. I wish she had more episodes because the one she has is really good. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I'm very bad. That was the dorkiest <laughs> attempt at a song I've Shut ever up. heard. <laughs> Shut up. I don't even know what style you were aiming for there. There wasn't a style. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Taylor on this one. Oh God, no, please! You no. asked me to sing. <laughs> you you wanted to. You were begging me to let you have your singing debut because you think you're some fucking idol because I you watch it. all these awful idol shows. Hey, if you want something wholesome, Love Life Sunshine's on Country Roll. John is trying to find a binky. Yeah, John is trying to find a binky. Wow, the chat got active. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It's like once we shut out, they're just like, all right, let's just. They're like, all right, finally. God. Now that the awful awful part's over, we can have fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got myself more ginger ale, some water, and I poured some applesauce. I (laughs) smoked a bowl. <laughs> it took me a second to process that. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try. The, I'll try the marijuana someday. Some someday. Yeah. But Taylor says um, John will tell you to watch Ruby, and I'm like, yeah, I like Ruby. You'll you'll tell me to watch Ruby, but I'll say <laughs> it looks boring, and I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> like I'm I'm telling you to watch Ruby with the same cadence that I said to that I would say to play Final Fantasy 15 or to probably to watch Kill or Kill. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of vested interest in me caring either way. There's not a lot of there's not a lot I'll say so, but there's not a lot of oomph to it. I, I actually figured out my perf what I wanted to say with Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. It is on a scale from Sonic Adventure 2 to Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I like this already. What? It's Sonic Colors. Uh, like it's perfectly functional. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the weird. Sonic colors on the scale from Sonic Adventure two to Sonic Adventure. I guess you can replace Adventure with Generations if y'all want to be. No, Generations yeah. is way better. Oh, right. I, I had Adventure as the top part of the scale, so if you wanted yeah. to replace that with Generations, that makes sense. Okay. I watched people <laughs> suffer through Sonic Adventure two battle yesterday, and. Not good. Nobody was having fun. Nobody. <laughs> not a good game. No, did it's it, not. Is a it bad? Game. Did it take them more or less time than Battletoads? Uh, less time. <laughs> um, it was it, wow the misery the people were in though. But when they got to those gravity stages, uh, oh wow, there was there was some uh, there was some salt being dispensed. Oh yeah, speaking of Kill the Kill and Sonic Adventure 2, have you seen the fan art of Ryoko and Shadow of the Hedgehog? Oh like, my god. Like I'm not I'm not even talking as a sexual thing, just people draw them together a lot because they have the same They have color the same style. color scheme, yeah, I can and see so, that. And so like they're they're like the edge <laughs> I reblogged a real cool picture this week of somebody in 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 uh, Ryuko cosplay wearing a cowboy hat that had a Naruto headband on it. <laughs> they were just grilling. It was pretty good. I liked it. That's very good. And she was very cute herself, so bonus. Holly likes girls. Oh, shit. Secret's out. Fuck. 
You know, Polly, me too. I'll just I'll just put that out there. Whoa, Rhett. I didn't expect this coming from you. Is there anything uh, else you like maybe that you did or, or are you done? I'm done. You're yeah, done? Yeah, I kind of, I went up first and then I was just, I you thought just, we were just you doing went up first and just you blew your entire load on one segment. I mean, I took like an hour. <laughs> All right. So I guess with that. We're going to jump back it's to, okay, to right? it happens to everybody. We're going to jump back to, to to John because I think that the topics we have remaining are are universal enough to the three of See, us I, that it'll I, be fun. It'll be fun. I I didn't have a big thing cuz I just jumped between like five different things. I don't right. even remember what Red, should I watch Blanky Monster Animu? No. You don't think it would like, be for me? I mean, just with everything you have on your plate like like I said the show is better than it ends up having any right to be but there's also stuff like uh dragon maid that yeah, also like, kind of when you look at my to watch list on my anime list i, I got a lot of good shit there that i yeah. probably don't need and, to go out of my way to watch this mm, one show yeah. just like, because this of, is definitely like just because i saw a really cute gag yeah, yeah it's flavor of the month for sure gotcha i mean month i as far as i can as far as i'm concerned the best of the cute rom-commy animes that's recent ones is monthly girls and uzaki kun just throwing that out there. I have no idea what that is. Oh wait, it's the one with the with the boys watching playing the. They play the, the dating sim, and then they realize that the the boy, assistant character is in love with the MC, and they write fan art about it. Like that video got shared a lot. Huh. You, that that doesn't ring a bell. Whatever. Nope. It's very good. And funny. My uh, tumblers whatever. are exclusively anime girls. <laughs> and- <laughs> What? Yeah, it was like anime girls excited about Rhett's penis, which is a really good Dumbler that needs more updates. That's an actual Dumbler that exists, by the way. You and Anna are the same. I'm just saying, I only found out about Eurocamp because it exploded on Tumblr, like, as soon as it started airing. Like, cute girls doing a thing. We're going to talk about this for the next three months and then never again. I liked girls, and then y'all are like... (laughs) See, that's the kind of thing. I'm, I'm burnt. Y'all are just burning me out on girls. To see how, like, like, you like said... anime is so disposable and just, like, how, like, it'll be this flavor of the month thing and then gone. Like, that's kind of how I feel oh, yeah. about Kill la Kill is, like, I'm never going to watch that again. I mean, yeah, all these flavors, oh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, Slice of Life shows, they're just totally disposable. Yeah. Or anything done like... by A1 Pictures. <laughs> I'm sure I could find something after there so I liked. Shin Sakai Yori. you too. Oh, well. Girls. Okay. <laughs> like, Dragon Maid somehow has kind of... Stuck around. Persisted, yeah. Then you're going to be a, you're gonna be a blankie monster, uh, Shiori. If you wrap up in a blanket and watch Yuru Camp. Speaking of Yuri, Yuri on ice definitely stuck around for me. Not my thing. <laughs> okay. Wrong kind of Yuri. Yeah. Boy, so I che- boy, I checked out of that one real fast. Back to me and what I've done. Uh, I've pre- done. Hold on, I'm pressing mute. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there was nothing boy, even funny. Did... <laughs> 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 All right. So a couple years ago, I replayed Final Fantasy IV. That's a good game. It- it's a real good game. I've probably played through it like five or six times. 
I like it a lot. It was my first Final Fantasy game and one of my first RPGs ever. Weirdly, same for me. Yeah, it's weird Except- how we both, like, very luckily, the one that we played when we were eight years old is coincidentally the best one. <laughs> but, like, I was playing it when it came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you probably you maybe weren't eight years old. Um, and then I played, I, I think I played eight recently, and then I played Tactics, and I tried nine, and I played 15. Um, but last year I replayed Final Fantasy VII. Mm. That's, that's another good game. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time with Final Fantasy VII. I only played it once as a teenager, and then all my replay attempts kind of fizzled out. So I have not, I hadn't played it in like eight or nine years. So it was very fresh for me, and I really, really loved it a lot. How many of your 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 friends with bad opinions told you that was the wrong opinion? <laughs> um, everyone loves Final Fantasy VII. Like, I just kind of figured that weird. would be one of those games that they would dogpile on years later. Like, they do everything. It's like, yeah. it's not really that good. Overrated. I think, I think that FF7 is overrated was, like, such a popular opinion that now liking it is also counts as being contrarian. So it's cool again. Weird. Yeah, They, they weird. also put out in Smash Brothers, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, super super hip and cool take. Underground. Um, so, you know, my three favorites when I played them as a kid were four, and six, and seven. And those are very cool that's and original. A damn solid top three. Mm-hmm. And so, but I've only played through six once, even longer ago than I played seven, since I played six in middle school. Yeah. Um, and then all my replay attempts fizzled. Um, but then, so I started replaying Final Fantasy VI recently, mm. and I played through the whole thing. That's a real good game. It's, it's a real good game. It's pretty fucking masterful. Even if I think that, like the 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 um the end of the Open world, world. Stuff, I think the end of the world stuff is a little unbalanced and kind of not. I don't know. Like I think you just don't can't... like open worlds. That's a good point. It's the Final Fantasy 15 of Final Fantasy 6. Ouch. Don't fucking compare it to Final Fantasy It's so I much better than that. I still love Final Fantasy 6, okay? Like, it's just you, like, it's just World of Ruin is kind of not my entire jam when I play that game. The first half of that game is so yeah. fucking good. Just to, just to address that distinction, like, for, for me, I, I also played through Dragon Quest 1 through 3 recently. Um, so my experience of Final Fantasy VI was, oh, we're just going to be like the best roller coaster for 10 hours. And then we're going to turn into Final Fantasy does makes a really good Dragon Quest game for 10 hours. Is <laughs> <laughs> just like both of these are all of my shit. And then the World of Ruin was this is my shit. And also Final Fantasy never does this. So and yeah. they're doing it really well. And they never did it. They again, never really. did it again. Really? Yeah. Nope. Um, Seven was like, oh, let's have huge, huge material side quests. That'll be better. So, like, yeah, when you look uh, at Six from that point of view and just, like, what it did at the time in the World of Ruin, you know, like, I'd never really seen a game kind of throw that kind of wrench at you. Not only just yeah. the world ending, but just, like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I, like, got no party members now? Oh, mm-hmm. fuck, where are they? And the scope of just redesigning the entire world, like, Which is incredible. it's crazy. Like that game really kind of 
soured my expectations for every Final Fantasy after it, where it's like, oh, seven, oh, are they gonna? Ha- is Sephiroth gonna drop the meteor and disfigure the world like in six? And then, nope, no, nope. it's it's just actually the last dungeon here. And like then an Ocarina, a- Ocarina of Time being like, yeah, oh, we're in the evil future world now, but everything's basically the same. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, say the. It's amazing because, like, you get the. I got the airship like two hours into the World of Ruin, so they that was like you for the first part, basically up to the airship. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you but can... then there was like eight or nine hours for me where it was like, "Here's the last dungeon. We can go there whenever, but we need to prep." And it was basically like doing the Breath of the Wild thing, but like completely yeah. nailing it. Yeah. Um, oh God, it really is similar, huh? Where it's just it's like the, it's the, yeah. the end is right there. Yeah, it's the Breath of the Wild thing, except I actually care about all the characters and whether or not the world (laughs) is taken care of. Yeah. But no, Nintendo told you the characters you should care about. You have have long-lasting, deep, deep lore with them, John. Come on. (laughs) You go to a Vista and get a flashback. You want to fuck a fish boy. Well... God, fuck that game. <laughs> wow, that is quite the fucking turn we've taken. No, it's fine. Uh, but it's remember fine. what John said a couple episodes yeah. ago. Like, I played Super Mario Odyssey and then Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs> and kind of revolted against the idea of video games for a month. I think I said, and then I hated video games for a yeah. while. <laughs> like, two of the most critically acclaimed of all times made you hate video games. I feel, I, I, I worry about, like, getting a stick up my butt and being like an asshole but i feel like i play lots and lots and lots of games that i really like including lots of contemporary yeah. ones yeah so i feel like i'm i'm avoiding that um but yeah this all right so yeah the first half of the game is this amazing roller coaster it's so full of really incredible moments iconic even god yeah you can suplex a train that's so I want to say there's so much, but I just keep thinking of Ultros because he's so and crazy. Ultros is great. Like Ultros is fantastic. <laughs> okay, this is the one that people on my timeline shit on. By the way, like not seven, but six, and what? specifically uh, Ultros. See, and that's what, see, that's what made me sad. See, Polly, this is John's timeline being like the worst possible. Yeah, they don't shit on seven. They shit on six. Six is like the sacred cow that you can't they fucking, really. They fucking love Final Fantasy VIII over there. They'll shit on six and Chrono Trigger, but not seven. Oh my god! <laughs> um, god, but yeah, the the world of ruin, like running around and collecting, finding all your people. Um, yeah, it definitely lands a lot harder than like than you know killing Chrono or and then getting him back in a side quest like an hour later. Spoilers. Or, or um I still like that part come on <laughs> yeah it's still it's still really yeah i'm not shitting on that it's still amazing i'm just saying that like i like chrono trigger more than final fantasy 6 and 7 so much in every almost every way that whenever 6 and 7 do something better than it i have to like go out of my way to give them credit yeah yeah <laughs> so I think like the world the equivalent in that is in 6 i think is getting lock back takes fucking forever and oh, it's yeah. like the, the most back yeah, I cared about getting locked back so much. I went, I I went across the whole world talking to yeah. everybody, and then it's like I've been to every city. Where the fuck is Locke? Where is he? I got Shadow back. Where's Locke? <laughs> and then, and yeah, then I, like the last one I got back, it was like 
You yeah, because he's he's the only one that's actually hidden. You have like, yeah, he's hidden very well. There's yeah. a string of clues you have to follow, and then you have a half hour dungeon, and then you get him back, and then you get oh. and then yeah, you get interceptor. Yep, there's a oh dog. I laugh because I made and then because um, of the dog in the background. Uh, <laughs> yes, when I play, Maddie's Night's really good because you're carrying around. Tara's dead dad and lost dead girlfriend yeah, as power-ups. Real fucking weird. And then they die again in the ending. Yeah. Boy, double bummer for you guys, huh? Fuck. That didn't occur to me as a kid. Yup. I was going to say, when I first played this and I got locked back and he came with Phoenix, I just made him the healer the rest of the game. <laughs> like I was like, I'm going to subvert gender roles and make the guy the healer because it's Boom. funny to or so, you could do yeah. what I did and grind in the dinosaur forest for like an hour oh, and a half yeah. and like make yeah. everybody a healer make, and everybody yeah. a fire yeah. flinger. <laughs> I had a really hard time with the last dungeon as a kid, so I, I was like, oh, it's the super hardest dungeon ever. I need to prep. <laughs> I did not need to prep that much. <laughs> no, no. I think it's pretty I think easy. what I actually was I think what I actually had trouble with as a kid was beating the Fanatics Tower and I grinded for that. that yeah, yeah, that part's really hard, like Unless you just like want to go the real cheesy way about it and rasp and osmos all of his MP away, so like he will die of MP loss mm. and won't be able to cast Ultima. Yeah, I forgot about him casting Ultima. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> bummer, isn't fun. it? Real half bummer. Hour, half hour dungeon and no save points. Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of my favorite trolls ever. It's one of those times that I I did not know about going in. I went in, I did that dungeon, got got fucking obliterated by Ultima, and was just like, alright game, okay, yeah, alright. You got me. You got me. I'll I'll give that to you. You can't I mean I did, but you can't get mad at that. I could not get sour at that. I just couldn't. I got sour when I did it again, and then I was like, I beat I thought I beat him easily. But then I got I climbed to the top of the tower and then he just beats me like before I kill him. Oh, and I, I thought that. I had a, I was gonna be able to beat his ultimate just fine. Um, but then he just killed me normally and I was like, oh, okay, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck Mog, I don't need just go fight Kevin. I don't <laughs> another, care. There's another good way to sub, to 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 supplement that. Just uh, cast life three, then cast vanish on your party, and then cast berserk on him. Oh, cute. Yeah, that makes sense. That's another. One. I tried. I think as a kid, I tried. If you cast re-raise on everybody, does and they all die? Do they still get re-raised? Yes. Okay. I thought I tried that as a kid and it didn't work. So maybe I'm misremembering. Ugh. God, <laughs> that that that's a big troll moment. Yeah, it's um, real fucking good though. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't be mad. I couldn't be mad. It's it's the funniest fucking shit, especially with. You know, the game being mostly pretty easy, so having, like, this murderous troll dungeon is great. God. Yeah, uh, it's, like, and, and the tower is so fucking... It, it's it's just a big tower. Like, every screen is the same. It's just the enemy... The enemies you fight getting there are a pain in the ass. Uh, you can't use oh, physical attacks. So it's, it's a pain in the ass. You know what's great is I went into the second fight not being sure that Life 3 would work, and I'd be like, oh, I know, I'll just equip Jump Boots on um, Shadow. That way he can just jump the whole time, and then he'll be in the air when the Ultima happens. And then I got into the fight, and it was, oh, wait, you can only cast magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 can't save. Nope. God, that's a fun game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, 
having the open-ended Dragon Quest thing, but I'd had, like, a game that was pretty much as long as Final Fantasy IV before the World of Ruin. Like, because yeah. I beat, beat Final Fantasy IV in 14 hours with a big chunk of that being the last dungeon. So Remember when RPGs could be 14 hours and not 40? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, who, remember when people wouldn't really bitch about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. or the internet. God. <laughs> uh, so this one was 23, and Final Fantasy VII was 27. So they're all, like, they're yeah, all still they're pretty creeping. tight by, con- by contemporary standards. God, like game length. Yeah, by contemporary. One of the funniest dumb arguments I think I ever saw about game length ones was a review that complained about Alien Hominid being only the length of three Neo Contras, and Neo Contra is an hour long. So it's just like, oh my God. it's a platformer that's three hours long, and you're not getting enough out of it? What do you, What the fuck, dude? And it's a $20 game. Come on. Boy, the length of three neo That's so dumb. That was a very so dumb and specific that. way to put that. So oh, did he give, like, Neo-Contra, like, a zero? I don't know. It's only an hour know. long. I don't even know. It's only the length, of, it's only three Ikarugas long. <laughs> It's only six Toho's long. God. Yeah, that, I think that's the dumbest argument about game length I ever saw in a review. Is that three Neo Contras long? It's like what? That's weirdly specific. <laughs> I just oh, think when people are like, "Oh, RPGs have to be like hundred hours net long now," it's like, uh, and, no, no. "Oh." And that's why, like, that's one of the main reasons I can't really get into Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Other, other, other than that, I think that the fighting feels awful and isn't rewarding in any way. I think, maybe, as an aside, have JRPGs just completely lost their way with battle systems? Like, they're so afraid of doing turn-based now, but, like, everything mm-hmm. else they try kind of sucks. I, like, think that, I think that, like, a move away from turn-based comes from, like, not being able to really adequately do uh, action-based battle systems back in the day. And now mm-hmm. they have all of the tools to do it, but not a lot of games. Not a lot of games are that good at implementing them. If they feel like fifteen, Final Fantasy fifteens do. Yeah, like even that, I think at some point probably played more like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, which it's is... very based on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but it's like automated. Yeah, like you just hold attack. It's yeah. Ugh. yeah. Lightning like... returns are good fighting. Like, Lightning oh, Returns has a good battle system. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh, I like Tales of Berseria's battle system. I think it's really solid. Snappy. Maybe uh, some of the portable ones that I don't really, I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, but I, like, I haven't played like any of the Bravely Defaults or whatever. Yeah, I haven't played that. I think that's turn based though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds the most like classic Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Also, all of the battle systems feel like in six and seven just feel like they're kind of shadows of four. Oh like, yeah. The best, yeah, like once the they locked into boss, that. Yeah, the best boss fights in six and seven are both like ripoffs of the Mega Sisters. Yeah, kind of. And it's just like, all right, cool. Especially seven, like where most of the bosses are just like, just all feel the same. So then they have the yeah. Turks doing the Mega Sisters thing, and it's yeah. like it completely sticks out because it's so distinct. God, um, there there are a lot of clever ones in in the world. Of, that was the thing in the world of ruin was like the bosses got good. Oh, yeah, uh, they did. They actually really did. Like really yeah. fun gimmicks. You had to kind of suss out 
weaknesses or like or bosses that would change their fucking weakness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's the one that possesses you so the only way to win is to kill your own party yeah members. that's real good <laughs> that's real good that they had an entire like two hour like dungeon side quest and science back a bunch of science yeah. stuff just between behind you like happening to go into the castle and sleep in the bed. Yeah. Like that's... that is the trigger for that whole side or, quest. Or or the, the the getting sucked in by the uh uh, uh the zone eater? The zone eater, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's real fucking good. I remember the <sighs> sign one, like you can save in there, but then if you can't beat the boss, you can't get out. <laughs> yeah. You can so get I you can get stuck there. Almost getting stuck there as a kid because that boss I and remember. Science being, one? Yeah. Yeah, I was having a hard time with that boss, and then I realized, I can't get out of here, can I? Yeah, you can't. You cannot leave. What if you did that super early and just... Oh, you are boned. Well, the the one thing with Six is that you hold on to your experience points even when you die. Yeah, even when you die, you still do keep your experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. It is, I think, the only Final Fantasy to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. So your AP doesn't stack... But your um, EXP does stack whenever you die, so if you can, you could potentially grind. Yeah, you could grind yourself yeah. enough levels to make mm. it out and and, and be okay. Uh, so what you're saying is, I, I game over it in Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15. Sixes. I game over it in Final Fantasy 15 last night. Oh God, That's, I don't know how, you did how that. did I did it on purpose? And then oh. I was just like, mm. how far? What, how far does it take me? Oh, this game does not have checkpoints. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's real hard to die in that game, as I found yeah. out. Um, I'm not sure I ever did. Yeah, I had a hard time trying to do it. You just uh, buy a bunch of items and just can use them forever. That and just like, like t- being at zero hit points, like it. There's nothing yeah. that really hurts you. You just stumble around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it took me like three or four minutes to die, and then I was just like, "How far did it put me back?" I wonder. Oh, twenty minutes, you say. Mm. Huh. Oof. Okay, Zeno... but like, you're also talking about the Fanatix Tower being like half an hour long. Like, yeah, but that's that's that's, a, that's a particular. That's a that's not the norm for Final Fantasy VI. I think. Plus, Final Fantasy VI's language is just so clear. Like, you know exactly yeah. how you fuck up if, when in when in an ATB game. Yeah, the last like... dungeon of Final Fantasy IV is so damn long, and then you have the whole final boss sequence. Oh, yeah, yep. it there. is rough. You're going back like an hour, and I did yeah, as a I... kid. Yeah, of course, I died over and over because I didn't think, oh, I could just grind for a little bit and be fine. God, um. There's so much good about Final Fantasy VI. Kefka's really great. Yeah. Um, th- that's another small... That's another turn is like when the Empire... Everything seems to be basically doing doing well and the Empire's turn good and everything's going to be great. And the Espers are all there and everyone's making peace and then you hear Kefka's laugh off screen. Yeah. And then everything goes to <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, that's pristine. That's amazing. And then they have Loading Continent right after that. Yeah. The last the last dungeon's real really good. Also, like the, it's the only one where having more party members than you can fit in your party actually feels good to me. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, because they actually all feel yeah. like they're contributing. And then they all do contribute in the final battle if you die between phases. Yeah, yeah like which I did. I back. lost I lost Terra and Celis during that, so I had to have Realm like oh. That's so cool. Realm was holding up the was holding <laughs> up at the end and wiped out Kefka. 
is great. Realm is my fantastic magic user. Yep, I taught her. She was the third person I taught Ultima. Nice. Third and final. Yeah, you Uh, don't need it on everybody. (laughs) That spell's pretty (laughs) fucking overpowered. (laughs) It's like giving everybody Luminaire, but more than that. Yeah, yeah. It's just literally the ability to teach everybody Luminaire. Yeah, Yeah. I, I... I remember last time getting an item that let me cast spells for one MP, but I don't think I got that this time. Yep. <laughs> the Economizer, I believe. All right. Where do you get that? God, I don't I even don't remember. Like, I would actually have to be playing in the World of Ruin. Like, I could tell you if you set them... Like, I have so much of that game ingrained in my memory, you could just put me somewhere uh-huh. and I could go to any side quest or any item, <laughs> but I can't, mm-hmm. like, I, I can't give you directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmichael says it's a Coliseum, which is what I was going to guess. Oh, okay. That's uh, what I thought. That's what I thought. Jeez. Yeah, I did not, I didn't engage with the Coliseum this time besides getting Shadow oh. back. God, yeah. Shadow. But, oh, Shadow, you fuck. <laughs> oh. He, he died for me. Weird. He yeah, dies. the gem box. You put he the gem box dies. up for the uh, Economizer. That's right. Which is the gem, gem box? The gem box lets you cast twice, I believe. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's what you get at the end of the the t- Fanatics Tower, right? Uh, yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay. Because I think I got um. Because I think I had that and the the um gem box when I first played it. So I had Terra Ultima double casting <laughs> for two MP. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I th- everything. Everything. You can break the game, but it takes yeah. effort. Like, you have to train, you still have to teach Ultima, and it still takes some time. Yeah. Like, it, it, it takes a while to get broken in that game, unlike Final Fantasy V, where <laughs> you can literally get broken once you're out of the tutorial areas. Is it possible <laughs> to have, like, four physical attacks in six? Yes. You can oh, do it. Yes. You can double that. that. You can double that. You can get eight. You can get. Okay, well, I think I had Celeste doing. Four physical attacks doing around nine 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 nine. Yeah, you can do end. like like what I would do for the Colosseum is I would just send Setzer in with um, what was it? It was uh, the Genji glove and an offering. So yeah. he would have two dice and he would get four roll like four <laughs> attacks. So he would get eight rolls before an enemy could do anything, and he would oh always win. God. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Oh yeah, the sketch glitch. Yeah, if you sketch if if you save in the wrong place. Uh, if you save in the wrong place on the original card of Final Fantasy VI, one, you will have a corrupted save file, or if you sketch the wrong enemy, you will corrupt all the save files. Is it just a normal enemy? Uh, yeah, it's a normal enemy, but I think it's... Jesus. Um, oh, I, I can't remember where it's at. I think it might actually be uh, where the dinosaurs are at, though. Oh, man. Ugh. Because that's one of the places we're going to hang out for a while, probably. Yeah. That's definitely um, what... Yeah. Or that's just, fine. Just vanish and doom everything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that I finally ran into... I, I literally, like, thought... Um, man, I haven't run into De- Death Gaze once. Oh, wow. Game. Weird. And then I grinded for a bit, and then I was like, alright, I'm ready to go take on Kepka's Tower. Hopped up, immediately went and ran into Death Gaze, <laughs> and he killed two of my people <laughs> with level five death. It's like, oh, you piece of garbage. I, I had kept an eye on my levels like every time I went on the ship for the whole game, except right, right then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I ran into him. It's like perfect um, timing. It's so perfect. 
Yeah. Um, a couple other observations. I like how Kefka is basically like the same thematically it's sort of the same villain as, you know, four and five and probably three and whatnot. Yeah. But as a per just a person, he's just a shitty dude. Yeah. Just like a <laughs> shitty human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There yeah, there's yeah. there's a lack of pretense there I really like. He's just this shitty dude. Yeah. And he ruined everything for everyone because he's And he did it so just wretched. to do it. Yeah. Just to fucking just do to it. Just to do it. Yeah. I think you said something a couple episodes about go about like Final Fantasy villains are like the embodiment of like nihilism basically. And I was like, Yep, that's Kafka. That's very yeah. much Kafka. Yeah. So so in the the cool thing with Six was that it ultimately felt like an encapsulation of the same story of the same kind of stories that had come before, but with all yeah. these extra nuances. I really love that. Um I also wanted to just compare six and seven because I think that's funny. Yeah, and... there's yeah. a lot of comparisons to be made there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's extremely fair and correct to say like seven has smarter and more interesting characters, mm-hmm. like sm- smarter writing and more interesting characters. But also seven has like three times as much writing. Yeah. So yeah. I think the standards for that you would hold up six up to are really different. And I think it really succeeds on its own terms, which are having characters that are defined in smaller gestures and leaving more stuff implied. And, like, yeah, characters that are defined without a whole lot of dialogue and exposition. Just, like, Setzer has this little three-minute flashback when you get the airship, and then he is this fleshed-out person for the rest of the game. Like, it's, it's it's a... economical yeah i like the point you made about setzer's story and and uh and and the and his lady friend too about how it wasn't this big melodramatic thing going back Mm -hmm. there and getting that airship it wasn't him being just so sad or anything like that it was just like him literally just being like man she was so fucking cool (laughs) like i really like that about him like that was really good Mm -hmm. that was really good because you usually get sappy ass love stories like that yeah Mm-hmm. And Setzer himself is already like extremely cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when when he said that this person, when he admired this person, and then we see little, those little glimpses of Daryl, like I just bought it completely, and then I cared about Daryl, and then I cared more about Setzer, and it's like these little things that yeah. just add to so much, um, especially especially with Shadow. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that Pat talked about incessantly. So yeah. it's kind of was on my brain a lot, but it was cool to have this shitty care, this shitty guy who you really want to save, who just doesn't let you save him. Yeah, like that's sad and very real. Yeah, like right up, right up. You can save him right up until the end, but then he can't. He cannot take that last step for himself no. to move forward. Ugh. It's a re- it's like it's a real good moment. Uh, they they could have gone completely the opposite direction with it, but I admire them for not. I agree. He was my he, I I wound up grinding him like six levels with Valagarmanda equipped, so he wound up being like one of my best magic users because that's the plus two Esper uh, magic. Yeah, man, you, what you do is you get a bunch of ninja stars and you grind. You give him an Esper that gives you a shit ton of strength, and you fucking one shot everything with throw. <laughs> I still threw for most of the dungeon, so he was dealing like six thousand or so a piece. That's not nine 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 nine. 
That's not 999. You're right. For level 44, you should be like 9999ing. Yeah, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I think my general like narrative with 6 and 7 is that I think I like both of them about the same. Um, I think six, I think 7 is smarter and has higher highs, probably, Yeah. for me. Um, but I think 6 is just way more tightly constructed and just a way more, yeah. like, well-put-together story. Like, the, just the turn, just that they deliver on the turn with the world being destroyed so well, like, and tying that... Mm-hmm. And then building back up to that final confrontation versus like seven, where you basically have two separate conflicts, one with Shinra and one with Sefi yeah, <laughs> for the whole game. Yeah. And it feels really stilted, even even though both conflicts themselves are excellent, which is what why it still basically works. Yeah. But it feels awkward. So, yeah, yeah. I love both those games. I love Final Fantasy. I think, I think that's a, everything that was on my mind. I think Final Fantasy is still just, you know, a generally good thing, despite the fact that people say that it's not these days. It's just like, well, I mean, <laughs> just because 13, just because you did not like 13 does not mean <laughs> that Final Fantasy was not this universally good thing that most people kind of agree is still pretty great. Yep. Like, I don't know if you're subtweeting yourself right now about 15 or not. No, I think he, I think Polly's subtweeting Pat. <laughs> I think we just said subtweet to say. I know, but like Polly's like some people out there don't like the newer Final Fantasies. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? She's talking about herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 15 no. sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you like chapter one? You like those boys and the dialogue and the camaraderie? It was good for a while. Yeah. And then, like, the oh, more oh. I, it's a game that the more I think about, the more I get pissed off about because it's still not finished. Yeah. It's not a finished I wish, game. I wish that the camaraderie, and I still don't feel like the camaraderie with the boys is as well delivered on in the climax as it maybe could have been. So, and, well, don't and Carmichael's got a point. Climax now. In the- like, yeah. I kind of want to play Final Fantasy fourteen more than I do fifteen. I will never touch that game because Final Fantasy eleven sucks shit, so much shit. Like, I <laughs> I know fourteen is good. It's a matter of, one, having time to be able to devote to it. To, mm-hmm. and, and just be like, oh, well, everybody's level awesome and I'm not. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to jump in Final Fantasy eleven forever. Yeah, I mean, if you jump 11. in, uh, if, if we get some socks people in that, more sock people in that, I might jump in. Like people who are jumping in now, like yeah. that, I, I know after five is jumping in, um, <sighs> and he seems to be having himself a good time. So an insane time investment says Listen and Garden. Oh boy! Well, it doesn't. Ha- nothing has to be an insane time investment if you just play it until you're bored, or or <laughs> play it on your own terms. Play it with your own set of goals in mind. Yeah. Like I don't need to, I don't need to get through all the normal stuff like Sarah is saying like I can just play the game and have a good time. Mm. Like I did with Fantasy I feel like I got a good chunk of Fantasy Star online in like 15 hours. Like that's that was a really nice memory. I beat the roll and put it down. Yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't even beat the roll. I don't think John saw past the forest and <laughs> That's the hours. that's the No, I beat I beat that one. I it, y'all like fought me through it though. Yeah, I think we did. Was, I was like, oh, wait, was that the final boss? Yep. Oh, <laughs> all right. It was like the first online game on consoles. Like, it's only four stages. Yeah, like, it's it's a game that had, it was like, 
let's not put a lot of things in here that the connection needs to be dependent on or the system has to update regularly a lot. Yeah. Let's keep mm-hmm. things real simple. And then they still made a damn good game out of it. God, that's great. And the music's amazing. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Fantasy Star mm-hmm. Online is SoxCast approved, in, in case yep. you didn't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, it actually is. I played it, too. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I felt so warm playing 6 that I made a, I asked everyone, basically, for a list of RPGs that they found themselves returning to a lot and really I liked, and I made a Google Doc of it. I haven't done that yet. I'm going to, but I haven't done that yet. Kick-ass. I, I really like RPGs a lot. It's really nice. It's nice swapping between shmups and RPGs. Like the, <laughs> they, they, they fill in each other's gaps like yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Speaking of RPGs, you yeah. are closing in on the end of Trails in the Sky first chapter, are you not? I am. Are you still enamored with that world characters and battle system and stuff? I think everything about Trails in the Sky is completely perfect, except for how it's a little bit boring. <laughs> well, first chapter is a little boring, I will admit. Yeah, <laughs> it's got so, it's got some slow parts, but it's I, I think it's also got it still has some good parts. A but, lot of great stuff. Oh to it. no, you're really unselling me here. No, no, the thing the thing about Trails in the Sky is that the thing that makes it so magical is also the thing that makes it kind of boring starting out. Um, or at least, you know, just the 20 hours I played. Um, um, and that and that's that you're not playing as the heroes of a JRPG. Yeah, you are like, playing as children going out and yeah. on a journey toward adulthood. Yeah, and there is there is a JRPG, but it's happening like in the background hundreds of miles away yeah you are not involved in that jrpg yet (laughs) exactly and yes and yes like like uh is pointing out or uh shiori is pointing out uh that yes the the school part the school festival is amazing it's super cute it's like it's not it's, it's all endearing yeah like everything about that world and characters are just endlessly endearing Mm-hmm. Estelle is still so, best protagonist. She's a big stick. I love, I love all of them. I love all the characters. It's just this thing where, like, you know, I we we made our VN where the main characters like stab each other within five minutes. Yes, yes. We like kind of some melodrama, some big immediate conflict. Yeah, and F, and Trails isn't that. No, it is chill. It has it a lot quiet. of chill to it. It's it's the it's the opposite of Final Fantasy in a lot of ways, which makes it really, which also makes it a really nice alternate flavor. But so it's like I'm conscious of the ways that it's kind of boring me, but also conscious of all the things that make it really special. Yeah. So I hope that I, I just hope that it ends with like kind of a nice. It has a nice little wrap up that gets me excited to play Trails too. Like I think if, you'll if be. It, if it I think you'll that. be. I think you'll be very excited. Because mm, I'm still on board. It's just, it is a long time to go without setting up, like, big conflicts. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And, and well, hey, and we got, we got to get Chelsea, you know, we got, we got to finish this Chelsea deal. She's the one that made it, after <laughs> all. Yes, if John or Rhett finished Trails in the Sky first chapter, mm-hmm. Chelsea... She really messed up. Chelsea has to play Undertale. <laughs> God, the stuff that happens 30 minutes into Undertale. <laughs> slightly different. Slightly different from Trails. Just a little bit. 
Yeah. So, so it's like this big, long... It's like the first chapter of a first book of a fantasy series <laughs> that is very slow. And even and that's cool. Yeah. And I think I've, I'm down for it. I'm here for it. I just, just so long as I end the game excited to eventually play second chapter. Like, that's, that is what I want. And I think it's probably going to deliver on that. Why does again, Chelsea very, have to be coerced into playing Undertale? Because Chelsea's I a butt. Because Chelsea's a butt about things. It is the. Someone said like the other day, like, why do we keep calling like Ocarina of Time the best game of all time? And I'm like, we don't. Nope, it's not anymore. No, nope. Undertale is <laughs> Undertale. It's Undertale. <laughs> Ocarina is no longer the best game of all time. Also, the thing with trails is that I've spread it out over like six fucking months, uh, which is yeah. which is bizarre for me. Like, I I am ready to be done with it, so I can just I, I want to get back to the one game of one game at a time lifestyle. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> lifestyle. It's a good ass lifestyle. It it feels good. It feels spiritually like freeing to be I, like. I feel like I am connecting to games more since I don't have other things in the background waiting, f- yep. to, yelling at me to play them. Like I. I'm giving every game I play an opportunity to just be like, hey, marinate with me for a while. Let's hang. Let's bro out. Let's 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 shoot the shit for a while. Just me and you on a on a me and you level, which which makes it sad that you're bouncing off of it off of everything lately. Yeah, that's, that's OK. Is that a segue? Is that a segue? I don't remember what the last thing for Polly is. Let I'm him excited. have a segue. Let him have a segue. Yeah, it's a segue, right? Yeah, but it's yours. It's my segue, though, yeah. So, I played highly acclaimed game uh, from last year. Uh, made tons <laughs> I, of end-of-the-year lists. It's very highly oh. acclaimed. Yeah, I don't know yet. I, mean, I made a lot of socks cast lists, I, if I'm remembering correctly. I know a lot of people in chat. Uh, definitely uh, seemed to like it. We one of our friends has put well over a hundred plus hours into it. Um, Is it? Yeah, I played the very visually audio uh, you know, package, just stunning, just crazy with its presentation. So fuck, like what an amazing piece of artwork. I still game. don't know. <laughs> so I, I played. I played through Cuphead. Oh, I yeah. I played through Cuphead. <laughs> no wonder I had no idea. Played that Cuphead game, I did. Cuphead? I played through Cuphead. Yeah, um, so, I don't know how you couldn't know at this point. It's a side-scroller with a very unique aesthetic of appearing and sounding like, uh, you know, it was, it was, old an, it was animated. Yeah, old racist cartoons. Yes. <laughs> That's a no, very good it's way to put it. Twenties and thirties cartoons without the racism, like yeah. the perfect world. I heard some people arguing to the not fully arguing to that. There may be a couple of questionable things here and there, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it is what it is. It's just like here's our platformer game with a unique aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got an opinion. I got an opinion about it. It's probably going to end up maybe making some people. I don't know. But look, Cuphead is bad. It's not very good. Oh boy! I don't know why people think this game's good. 
Because he's, Cause he's there, a very bad definition of an action platformer that should be difficult, and it is a game that is difficult for all the wrong reasons. It's not even that difficult. In fact, I beat it in 5.5 hours. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to retry bosses a very minimal amount of times. Was that hard? What is that? What I, is that? I don't know why I'm doing that accent. <laughs> I really you don't. sound you sound so reticent to like to say it and like it when for me I was like this game came out and then like a couple devs who I kind of trust with action game stuff played it and got like really furious with it and so had, I you know hit boxes and shit the and design, I was like, oh, okay all of this game's boss design is terrible like from near, nearly rough, top because it is kind of a boss rush game right yeah, yeah it's it's kind of all bosses oops yeah, all bosses yeah it's oops all bosses. <laughs> And the boss design is terrible. Oops, bad bosses. Oops, bad bosses. Oops, bad hitboxes. Oops, terrible attacks. Like, it's just... Okay, every boss in Cuphead has the same kind of progression, where the the fight will start, and the boss is doing very simple, easy-to-read, easy-to-dodge things. And then the boss will move on to another phase, where... It will add something to this equation, usually in the form of fucking adding normal enemies, just ads, just all over the place, that are spawned at indeterminate amount of times. Pop-up ads? Yeah, they're pop-up ads. (laughs) (laughs) And boss battles keep building and building and building like this with absolutely zero regard for whether any of this shit actually works together. Like, nothing is actually timed out in, in the ways that yeah. something like Gunstar Heroes, where many bosses have many attack patterns like this, but they're all timed out very well so that every attack works with each other. Every attack mm-hmm. works with one another. Whereas Cuphead, it just spams shit. It's just yeah. like, here's some projectiles and... Here's a parry system we halfway thought out. Oh, the parry system is so dumb. It doesn't... The parry system is dumb because, like, so you can reflect, or not even, you don't even reflect back, but you can become immune to pink attacks. But the way they use it is, like, and an enemy will do a bullet, a bullet, a bullet, a pink bullet. And they use that so often yeah. where it's, like, the fourth one is always pink. Yeah, it's just always or, predictable. Yeah, or it's always like an attack. The boss will do an attack that has like a forty percent chance to be pink. So yeah. you can't even like reliably predict it. Uh, and that's like the only two ways they ever use it. Besides one part at the end that I actually like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, and it's just like nothing ever. Like, I feel that like okay, like the first island. It starts out decent, like, it's okay, it's where you're not getting so much of the random number generator fucking you over, but once you hit Island 2's bosses, like, it's just RNG gets shot through the fucking roof. It's just like, you never know what an enemy is going to do, Uh, they don't have very good tells despite the fact that these enemies are very well animated, and even if you can dodge, there are so many points in that game that the game just creates undodgeable situations Mm -hmm. um there's a a dragon boss in particular uh uh, 
it is it is there are so many points in that battle where damage can become unavoidable that it's just like how did that fucking get through because there's there's just no way to dodge so much of the shit that that part of the game is throwing at you or when you get to like the later points in that fight where it's just like okay there's no ground now good oh the clouds aren't there for me to jump on okay that was fair Specifically in that one, it's the flames jumping up that just have such shitty angles and, like, a split-second tell of them winding up the jump. Yeah, like, the, the tell just... is so hard to catch, especially because yeah. you have to be watching everything else because you're constantly yeah. being pulled forward. Yeah. Whew. And, like, the... the... Poncho says in the chat, um, all the attack, attacks do work together to fuck you up. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's... That's quite... not... Like that's not when you're difficulty. making a video game. Like that's when you're not making a video game, Yeah. Well, you know, when you're making a game, you can't like um, you're not designing to fuck up the player. Yeah. Because that's very easy to do. Yes. You want right. to make them think that they're going trying to fuck you up, and that's different. Yeah, it's right? like you people watch wrestling. I know there's a lot of you wrestlers out there. You <laughs> make it look real, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, 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 and Cuphead fails on this level, like, at every fucking turn. <laughs> you know how you mentioned there's one boss on the third island that kind of looks like Bluto from Popeye? Yeah. And you're like, why is he an island three boss? Yeah. Because he's kind of easy? Yeah. But I, but I like that one because it's, like, the only boss that is intentionally built entirely around. A like, pattern! Yeah. But, like, also, like, that it escalates, where it's like... He'll do this thing, like, every 10 seconds, and then you have to worry about the barrel that drops down. But it's super slow, so you will see it coming. Like, it has, like, four attacks that are all just kind of popping off on timed intervals, but they work together in that one fight. Yeah. Whereas in, like, the Candy House fight, oh like, my just God. throw shit out, and you're just not... Like, you'll have an enemy running around that you have to jump over, but then, oh, there's a thing on the ground, and this platform is moving back and forth, and, like, it doesn't time out right. Oh, and she's up there shooting a shotgun at you. Yeah, and the shotgun. Like, these attacks don't... It, so, like, nothing you're... works. Nothing yeah. feels like... It, it It never comes together to feel like a satisfying boss fight. I never felt any amount of satisfaction finishing a boss in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, okay, I banged my head against it enough and the RNG lined up. I was never frustrated at any point. I was never yeah. like, oh, this is real challenging. I want to really, like, watch these patterns and, <laughs> you know, like, like, figure it out. It's because that's not what Cuphead is. It is a game that is not designed with any kind of... No- like, it doesn't feel like it was designed with any knowledge of how to make a difficult action platformer like this. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it learned anything. <laughs> like, if, if the designers of those game, If the, uh, the designers of that game played anything like Gunstar Heroes, uh, Contra Hardcore, uh, Alien Soldier, anything like that, then they would have learned that, like, attack patterns, like like Red said, or like John said, they're not made to fuck you over. They're made to be learned. And you can't learn anything from Cuphead's Madness because it's just constant random shit happening. (laughs) Throwing Hunter's Relic at the Stars for other good bosses. Yes. I think. <laughs> yes, I, I, th- I think that that hunters qualifies as, as that. Like, so yeah. go go play Rhett's games. 
Like, <laughs> like that is what difficult platformer bosses should feel like. So can I speak about this game now that I think you've said kind of Absolutely. Your whole piece? Go, right, go right ahead. Uh-huh. So I've been very quiet about this game. Like, I played it a couple months ago and was like, uh, that was kind of disappointing. But I didn't want, like, Polly to be all sad about it when she played it. So I didn't mm-hmm. say anything, and then she basically came to the same realization I did. But I have more problems that she has never mentioned. Oh, really? My biggest issue with this game is, like, the entire concept of it being bosses on a map. Yeah, it's not fun. Because it's just segmented. Yeah, it, it's there's, just there's no flow to it at all. There's exact. There's no flow at all. That was like my Hard, biggest hardcore issue. Hardcore is so good at that. Yeah, even doing a boss rush game and or, still having that flow. Any of them, <laughs> or hunters, you know, yeah. or hunters. Yeah. <laughs> also, also the running gun levels are bad. Yeah, I don't mind them as much as the bosses. I think the ones in the third island get a bit They're just, absurd. Yeah, they, they get way too absurd in the third island. Yeah. Second island has some pretty okay gimmicks. Yeah. The first island is just, like, super basic. Yeah. But yeah, I was disappointed when I found out, like, there's only six running gun stages when it's like, oh, didn't you delay the game a while to add those? And then, I guess they had more and they cut them because they wanted it to be like just the best content that, that they'd made. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think the thing about Cuphead is that the jump feels really bad. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the weapons are unsatisfying. Yeah, and then there's no punch to any of the weapons. Like, I get that they're kind of going... They obviously have to lean super hard into that. That cute, like, style. it's a finger gun. I get it. But you can still yeah. be absurd with that. But, like, there's no impact, like, especially the charge gun. Oh, my God. Like, it's so wimpy. You charge it up and it, like, goes click. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. And then you shoot this big fireball and it's just, like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. It... It's, like, not fun to use at all. Like, I get that the finger gun would be hard no matter what because it's just holding down a button. Yeah. But the charge feeling bad is inexcusable. So, like, none of the weapons feel good. There's no flow because you're just doing bosses on a map and then going to the next one, just walking over leisurely. Mm. Like, there's no tension because if you lose a boss, it's not like you're losing progress. Like, in Contra, you're going to have to go to the checkpoint, and if you run out of continues, you have to start the whole game over. Like, again, my issue with Cuphead was be to make it way harder. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I think that kind of cuts to me and Polly's big problem with this is that we cut our teeth on this genre long ago, Mm-hmm. And we have different expectations for a hard-running gun game. So it's funny to me just watching people, like, who haven't played Contra, you know, ever, in basically. Twi- or they haven't played Contra in 20-plus years, and they think yeah. that this is what Contra looks and feels like. But then they're losing to, like, the first two bosses and, like, getting super frustrated, just, like, the super basic shit. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. like, <laughs> like, on, like on the fr- That's why I don't feel, like... I'm wrong in any way about this is because this is a genre I am very good at. I don't have any qualms saying that. And I can fucking prove that I am if it's needed. Um, I've helped Rhett design bosses in his games before. I think I have a good idea of what boss design and good boss design is from my experience playing these games as well as having had a say in mm-hmm. what 
bosses have appeared in some yeah. of Rhett's content. Even though my bosses are the most hated. <laughs> <laughs> By yourself. By you me. You By me. <laughs> yeah, I think one of these. The fugitive boss is one of the final boss is one of these, right? Just that patterny Mega Man yeah. thing? Yeah. Cool. I made one. You made a good boss. That's a Oh yeah, it's definitely not a Cuphead boss. No. No. The other thing is, like, Cuphead, I think it's so difficult because it's so fast, but it's fast in a way that feels unfair when it's all also combined with, like, kind of random projectiles and ads. Yeah, it's just random shit like, happening way too fast. Your eyes can't yeah. track all of that. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, if you look at the pace of Hunters, like, it's way slower. Mm-hmm. And cause you, so you and have time to react. Bosses. But then the yeah. jump is also way slower. Like, you very are committing to a jump where in Cuphead the jump is, like, half a second or something. Yeah. And then, like, I looked at the Blazing Chrome trailer, and you can tell the pace of that is just way slower compared to Cuphead, where Cuphead is so fast to a massive detriment, I think. Because, like, when you get hit in that game, a lot of the time it's like, what? What hit me? Yeah, what hit me? Or sometimes you don't even notice that you got hit. Yeah. Because it's just like... Like, I, you barely hear that you got hit. Like, when you get hit, like, there's not a lot of... Like, it's not indicated well... That way I could at least, like, look to yeah. that part of the screen and be like, okay, that thing hit me. It's just, like, you kind of just phase in and out for a little bit, and it does. it's like, yeah. you got to make There's all this, bits yeah. of hit stun important. Not only to enemies is, like, having a good amount of hit stun important. It has yeah. to be important so that the player knows that there was a fuck-up somewhere and that their eyes need to be fixated on that area for the split second to know what hit them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I get why the bosses couldn't have hit stun because you're just using a rapid fire thing and like all the, the animation is key in that. Yeah, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the player could probably have a bit of. It, yeah, it could pause for a few seconds when you get hit just to give you a micro breather. Yeah, because there are a lot of times in that game where you can just get juggled for damage because and and that <laughs> yeah, like that is real shitty. The other thing I've noticed about Cuphead is that they clearly have a very definite timer of like let's make all these bosses two two minutes long yeah they're mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely like, timed out and not damage based not even well i think the well, damage I think is just that, consistent because but i think that was their goal design wise is like let's have these be about two minutes long and yeah if you like get right in the face with the spread gun you can do it in oh, like a minute 40 or something yeah. but i think two minutes was always kind of their design and like even the platforming stages like if you just kind of go right they're about two minutes long there's two bosses in the game the last two that go over two minutes long yeah so that's again why i'm like why is this so hard for people you're committing two minutes per at maximum for these bosses yeah it's, <laughs> it's like i said it's it's it, it's not a hard game it's just one where well, if, you, if you have enough perseverance you're going to win yeah. because it's just a matter of at some point the projectiles, the attacks, they're all yeah. going to line up, and if you know what you're doing enough, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. But I think people who don't have any experience in this genre like find it impossible because this probably isn't a good learning game because of issues with it, Yeah, where hits will just come out of nowhere and it's just too fast-paced. Mm-hmm. One thought. Yeah. Like when you when you play Super C and then you get good enough to like beat Super C, mm-hmm. yeah. The the leap from being good enough to beat the game, just vanilla the game, and then being able to beat it in one credit and then being able to beat it in one life, mm-hmm. yeah. isn't like that much. No, 
it sounds like the leap from beating this game to beating it without taking a hit with, without dying would luck. be impossible. It would just be. Didn't the the uh, Mexican runner attempt yeah, so to I, do no hit? Uh... He, so he did. I told you about this a while ago. Where like he got to King Dice in a couple hours, mm-hmm. and then he was being stupidly stubborn. His version of this run, where he was using like pea shooter only, playing on the harder difficulty expert, oh. and trying to mm-hmm. do every and trying to do every boss without getting hit. He also insisted on doing all nine phases of King Dice. Oh God! For no real reason at all. So he wanted to do all phases in one life, and it took like eight hours. Oh my God! Oh, okay. So he was doing each boss individually, so not the whole game. Well, the, there's no mode to like have. The there's no game. arcade arcade version. Yeah. yeah, there's no arcade mode. Like I would love that because honestly. it because it wouldn't support that. It's not it's not good. It's not like solid enough to support that kind that kind of high level play. No, right? <sighs> I mean, there are speedrunners. I'm like, I think if you get really good at like knowing the timing of a lot of the random mm-hmm. bullshit, you probably could because. Like people do speedrun it, but I think yeah, yeah, people see through RNG all the time in in yeah. speedrunning. It's not like it's not an unheard of insurmountable. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think an arcade mode would have, I would have really appreciated that. Even if to the uh, to the regular person, they would have been like, "That's even harder." Why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> if it was just like, "Hey, here's three lives with three hits," like that would be interesting to me to see if I yeah. Could then get... there's something like tension to it. Yeah, tension, stakes, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it would that's at least. What the, that's what it was lacking for me. Like that would have at least made me feel more invested. Yeah, but then yes, some of the hits on the bosses just feel so unfair for a mode like that because it's very chaotic. And the hitbox on those king dice cards are bullshit. Where you have to parry <laughs> over them, it's so wrong. That hitbox is not correct. <laughs> I hear that's a lot of the hitboxes are pretty bullshit. Yeah. They it's so should... weird that this became like another lightning bolt for okay, everyone because... going on and on about difficulty in games. I understand though because this you, we can't really understate how pretty this game is. Yeah, like it's <laughs> insanely good looking, and there's like shmup levels that use like overstate. Sorry, there's a shmup level like that uses like a physical prop as the background, like the pyramid. You know which one I'm talking about, Polly? Yep. yep. Like it's amazing looking. Like it looks like old like '30s footage and stuff. Like it's so like it's I understand so incredibly good looking. Yeah, it's so incredibly good looking. Like the animation, attract- the animation, like like and the number of phases that bosses go into physically, like that you see them go through, the changes that they have over the course. Like it's fucking incredible. I will I not short. I will not short sell this game in any way on that regard. Yeah. When I first saw Hildeberg transform into the huge moon, like I was like, "Holy shit!" Did not see that coming. Yeah, that's and, and, and the changes are insane. So, like, because of all that, this game attracted an audience that doesn't play running gun shooters, which is why people are like, "Oh my god, this is so hard." Yeah, you know, I as we've gone over, it's hard for the wrong reasons. Yeah, which then led to it should be easier so that we can see all the content, which I kind of get. Hmm. <sighs> But yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get the love for this game. I don't. I know why. You know, obviously, we do get it though. It's very pretty. It's just, man, y'all go. 
play some good ones, please. please yeah, <laughs> please go play Gunstar Heroes. Like it's really basically that where it's like it was good, just good enough yeah. as a run done for people to put up with. Yeah, it's not touching the greats or Hunter's Cough Cough. Yeah, yeah. Like I think Hunter's yeah, is great I, though. I will say. I'm also super fucking biased about, like, the difficulty in the game when I designed my own similar game over the course of three years. Like, I am good at picking up patterns real quickly on these bosses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there was nothing any boss in this game did that I didn't understand immediately. It's just when it starts throwing things at you that don't work together, and it's just like, there's no cohesive pattern here. There's nothing that makes it feel good to die. like and that's the thing a good game like this when you are good and successful at it it feels good to be i will say when queen b goes to the bottom of the screen for her last phase oh fuck then, that and, bullshit <laughs> fuck that and then just swipes half the screen with a saw blade i was like what the fuck seriously like it that is one. that is so fucking like that is one of the worst bosses in yeah. the game if not the worst and then she's as a medusa as a medusa fight that was pretty good. The yeah, that was all right. Cool. Because she's my favorite. She is my favorite. Obviously. <laughs> yes. I think in general the shmup bosses are probably better. They yeah. seem more figured out in space because they're not as fast, basically. Yeah, they're very yeah. Like if you consider the pace of those to any normal fight in that game, they are much slower. Yeah. Even though the parries in them are still stupid dumb. Oh god, it's real stupid. Yeah. You can still parry with your ship. Yep. Which, it, it's, that's absurd, and I like it, but just kind of like how it's just like, oh, it's just random bullets are yeah. parryable now. Okay. <laughs> Video game. So. Yeah. Poor, poor Poncho's out over here, over here, like, just kind of responding and defending, and it's nice. It's we, nice. We appreciate, we appreciate you, Yeah, we appreciate the you conversation. You are valid. You're valid. You are valid, Poncho. Like, hey, if you like it, Awesome, yeah. but I would also say that if you like it and you haven't played a Contra Hardcore and you haven't played uh, a, gu a Gunstar Heroes and you haven't played Hunter's Relic of Stars, uh, Hardcore Uprising, or Hardcore Uprising, mm -hmm. which which has a useful parry mm -hmm. because you can actually and it's actually like drilled into one of the bosses and that you have to parry the bullets back. Yeah, but um, Taylor linked. Taylor linked a video, a wrestling video, where some guy definitely really breaks somebody's finger on the screen. That, <laughs> oh, God. that has to be. It, it looked, it looked really scary and real. And I, I think it was about the point of wrestling making things look real. So Taylor, please tell me it was fake so I can <laughs> sleep. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I also agree with Taylor. Long story short, also play Hollow Knight instead of Cuphead. <laughs> I mean, even though there are two very different things, yeah. you're getting way mm. more value out of Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Also, it has better bosses. Way better bosses. <laughs> on top of everything, it has better yeah. bosses. On top and of everything. Bugs. Yeah, and it's got bugs. And not, the, good, bugs. the good kind of bugs that you want in a video game. He slaps his own ribs with his elbows. That's oh, wild. Man. That was <laughs> okay. good. good I don't even know what the fuck you people are talking about. Well, I'm keeping up with the chat. But anyway, uh, that, that's, I mean, that's kind of my final thoughts on Cuphead. What about, uh, what about y'all? Yeah. I probably won't play it. Well, You're not I missing anything. But I don't hate it, 
but I was profoundly let down. Mm-hmm. I I think that I have kind of like a hatred of it, honestly. Jeez, you just hate everything lately. I feel bad. Yeah, I like oh, ever ever oh. since ever since Maybe... Hollow Knight. Like I can't play video games anymore. God, I'm so glad that landed for you because that was obviously the one I was most invested in. On like John, who doesn't care if you like Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> thinking... <laughs> I don't care if Polly has a good time. <laughs> I got I got no horse in this race. Maybe you should play Trails of Cold Steel, because that seems like a safe bet. Well, that or Ease 8, because I know that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 15 doesn't end up landing for me. I'm either going to jump to Cold Steel or Ease 8, so... Yeah. That'll probably be... We'll, we'll get the epilogue of that next time we're able to get together and, and, and do one of these. So, uh, you are going to give Final Fantasy 15... Yeah, I'm going to give more. it another shot. I'm going to try out wait mode, see yeah. how that goes. Uh, and we'll go. Yeah, from there. I guess getting physically ill, like that's not doesn't matter thing. how good the game is at that point, you can't play it. Yeah, because yeah. it, like it's why like I can't watch uh, after five stream Dissidia NT is because that game's camera is all over the fucking place in a very similar manner, and it makes me ill. I, I, I like I have to duck out of his streams when he's playing it. So yeah, I, I look at streams of that and videos of that game, and I'm just like, oh, kind of like Red said, like. Are all RPGs battle systems just bad right now? <laughs> oh, that reminds me of one thing about Final Fantasy XV that I did appreciate, though, is that it's not a hundred hours long. Like you can get through the main story. Mm, I, I wanted to mention that. Too. Yeah, yeah. I just want to fast I, I track like the main hours. story. I just want to fast yeah. track the main story. I want nothing to do with that game's open world at all. Uh, so I think it can be done in twenty twenty five hours. Uh, uh, that's that's good. I will pay funny. Ignis to drop my ass everywhere too. I yeah. see. I like, I like him driving and then just putting on the music. I can still put on the music when he's driving. I know. I listen. I, 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 I put him. I let him drive and just put on the music, and I just look at the game for a few minutes while so chilling out. I have all of Final Fantasy Thirteen soundtrack going. Oh, that one makes people oh. mad. There we go. Hell yeah! Final Fantasy Thirteen's got I'm probably gonna, soundtrack. I'm probably gonna. I think I'm probably just gonna drop um, Trails and just go back. Go start replaying Final Fantasy Five. Uh, I'm not. If you I'm not. It. I'm not. I'm not nepping internally right now. <laughs> Wait, what's that? I thought nep meant excited. You said you were going to drop trails. Oh, so you're you're being literal. I am not nepping internally at that. No, neps internally is being angry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought nep was exciting. No, was no. Nep, nep the verb. When 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 Neptune neps internally, she's very angry. Oh, okay. Now I know. There's the lore. There's some hot lore for you. <laughs> cool. Hey, if I can listen to Death Grips while I drive the Final Fantasy 15 car, that'd be the best. <laughs> I like the uh, Frank. Frank was like, "Oh, I liked open world," and I'm like, "Yeah, I liked it." it it gave me time to chill out in between, like, the big, deep, big story missions, and that was what I appreciated the most about Final Fantasy XV in a lot of ways, was yeah. its chill beats. So, and then Nier Automata gave me that, like, only way better. Way better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Polly, though, you don't like open world games when they give you a billion icons and shit to do. You want me to play The Witcher 3. And then you don't like open world games where there's nothing there, like Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> That's kind of, I thought of that too. Like, I mean, it's no, I get, I get it. Yeah. Maybe I just don't like anything 
even resembling an open world. I mean, I never really thought of Nier as an open world, so yeah. No, I didn't really either. It's just kind of like... Uh, it's levels. Yeah, it's levels, it's like, and it's a set piece in yeah, and of the, itself. The open world missions in Nier are basically like the ones in Trails. Like, they're they're a way to chill out for a yeah. bit before you head to the meteor stuff. Yeah. And no, I love Witcher 3, but I understand that that's not your type of game. No. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I look longingly... Now, Yakuza 0, you should both play. I, I look longingly at The Witcher 3 because I was like, I know I would want to like you, but yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, it's me and all Western RPGs. Yeah. But yeah, Yakuza, like, those aren't really open worlds. Mm-hmm. There Again, are open world small... elements. Yeah, it's a small city block, basically. Yeah. It's Shenmue. It's the Shenmue genre. Yeah. Yeah, basically what Poncho said is there is no satisfying me. <laughs> I don't fucking like anything. Tell that's Rhett. Yeah, Rhett knows a thing or two about satisfying me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I told her to play Hollow Knight. <laughs> that, that's what you guys mean, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Totally. Mm. So, uh, does that look like about everything that we want to talk to yes. or talk about <laughs> in the last couple weeks? Yeah, for only two weeks between episodes, I knew this was going to be a big one, but jeez. Well, we, we usually did. We used to always do. So, it's about what, where, yeah. we're at about where we would be. So we let uh, our, we let ourselves we let our let it all hang out this app. I feel like we kind of yeah. just let ourselves walk around the take the, take the tangents take 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 the and the topics take the scenic route. after kind of racing racing the last ones a bit, which felt which was also felt good. But yeah, it was, it was yeah. also fine. There's, there, there's arguments to be made for brisk, and there's arguments to be made for what we normally do. So mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on you know time frame, what we've all done, and how we can all fit it together. So, yeah. there's no planning to this. Literally, we don't even do a format anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it works, though. Yeah, it works way better, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that out of the way, and the episode winding down, I want to remind everybody once more, in case you're just getting here, or you, you zoned out the first time from our brilliant banter, I want you all to hop over to patreon.com slash games. You were going to, su- to to be landing on a page to support hot new visual novel currently in production by a very good friend of ours who helped with some of our visual novel woes on on her lullaby. In fact, uh, we were having some some interface issues, and uh, our dear friend Shiori pulled us out of the fire there. So it was all good. So go over there, uh, Patreon.com/slash A Victim of Stars Games. Give them a look. And if you like what you see, throw some bones their way. It'll be awesome. It's going to be a good time. How are you not going to want to throw money at a game that's going to be looking that good? That's all I got to say. But, yeah. So go do that. And John Thayer, where can we find you? Farawaytimes.com on CD-ROM. On on CD-ROM now, yes. Uh, Ritz, where are we finding you? Tumblr.com. And you can find me on my dumb website. I mean, again, that's how you always find this, I think. Anyway, we'll catch you next time. And remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.